Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. Here we go. Oh, boy. Locked and loaded. Beer open, gun in hands. <laughs> Stay <from> first. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Our oh, first and second it. amendments are in full effect. No? Yes. That's, I don't know if that's op- for open beers in one of the amendments, but. <laughs> no, man. Free speech, man. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the IO panel. What's going on, fellas? How you doing? Good. Thanks for asking. Very good. Nice. You guys always sound so like downtrodden, like the downtrodden masses. You guys vibe is like uh, Soviet Russia in like 1946. Like, just chill out, bro. Calm down. It's all Thank good. You. It's going to be OK. Vasily Saitsev is going to come save your life. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> all right. Look forward Not to Talked about obscure Russian trivia. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, how was your weeks, guys? Uh, good. Actually, to make a quick mention, um, I finally got in touch with, uh, the gym and the machine that I've been using for, uh, tracking weight and body fat percentage has been returned. Um, someone, the area they keep it in is right next to like a, a bike and a treadmill and a stair climber that you can choose, uh, which to use for like your initial evaluation. And someone was getting off of one of those and like, toppled into the machine and ripped out all the cables <laughs> yes so, so it was out for repair for a couple of weeks um, oh, okay i thought you're gonna tell me like yep they decided to get rid of it and no. uh that's that <laughs> it's like all right so evan's gonna be canceling his membership at the gym so. yeah no it it uh it made an attempt to gain sentience and they destroyed it I love I love your answer, man. I love how you place that, how you put that. Toppled, someone toppled into it. All I see is like, okay, at work, right? Whenever there's a, whenever there's an outage, people are like, what happened? And I, my, I, no matter how frequent the outages are, no matter how often they happen, no matter how like like you know whatever it is, it could be like freaking the chat machine, chat app is down or whatever. I'm like, uh a fat guy was walking down one of the corridors, tripped over <laughs> one of the network cables while eating a hoagie and fell into one of the servers, <laughs> pulling out all the cords at once. And now I'm going to replace that wording with he toppled into it while eating his sandwich. <laughs> so, yeah, I like that. That's Say good. grinder. Uh, Say grinder. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> grinder. He toppled into it while eating his grinder. While, while eating his grinder on grinder, how about that? On grinder, oh go. yeah, is that like a gay thing? It is. Yeah, what do you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> One of my coworkers is always talking about it. <laughs> I don't know, he's always James making James he's always making jokes about it. A suggestive wink here over the camera, so I don't know. That's right, over the webcam. Oh god. Um, yeah, but uh, no, that's well. I'm glad to hear the machines back, man. So you're 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 gonna get back on track. I mean, you weren't off track, but you couldn't track your you couldn't track your progress. Correct. Uh, I did input the new numbers, and I'm down just under thirty pounds, I think. But Very from good. the last time that I was able to get a measurement, I am minus five pounds of 
fat. So that's what I care about. Nice. Very good. Awesome. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's pretty damn good, Evan. Hey, what can you, I say? You were worried I, there for a while. You were I like, put oh, forth the minimal oh. effort, and I get back more than I expect. Michael, so Evan lost 30 pounds. Michael and I gained 15 each, so it's all worked out. <laughs> it's all balanced out. <laughs> Such a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, That's right. absolutely. Uh, okay, so what about you, Michael? What was going on this week for you? Um, you know, not a whole lot. Uh, just working, working and living. That's really about it. You got some Nothing, kicks. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Well, got some. That's right. In the in the in the same vein as uh, Evan here, talking about health and stuff. I did get a new pair of shoes from a one of those specialized running running shoe stores. Um, they measure, you know, they look at your gait and how you're standing and where you're putting pressure on their your feet, and they make a custom. I'll say custom orthotic. I don't even know if that's the right, exactly the right word. I don't know if you could say that if it's not provided by a doctor or something, but yeah, um, provided by you know a shoe store sales clerk, but <laughs> <laughs> which is the next best thing to a licensed doctor. <laughs> yeah, some guy making twelve bucks an hour or whatever. But yeah, um, plus commission. Well, yeah, probably the shoes are expensive enough there. So, but uh, yeah, I got a nice pair of. Uh, I was just. Just uh, looking at them here, uh, Evan. What's the, how do you pronounce the brand? Uh, Saucony. Saucony. Okay. So there's a nice pair of Saucony shoes. They're uh, neon green. Well, Ugh, they're white. Yellow. They're white. They're white and black with neon green in them. Um. But uh, you know, of course, it just matters. How do they feel, right? Uh, so I tried three different pairs of shoes, and those are the best ones. So, oh, and Evan also he he showed me how to tie the shoe so that uh, you know you really really lock it down. You know, was I right? Yeah, you use those extra. Um, oh, you like loop the top ones in and then back around and then pull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, like that's that. next level shoe tying technique. Um, you guys don't need to worry about that, but it's pretty impressive. How does the, is, is there like a, the rabbit goes in the hole <laughs> and you pull on his ears and dive him through another hole. Like, is there a song? I need that technique because I have nothing but problems with my shoes all day and every day. I'm like three times, like six times, a time, six times a day. It's you ridiculous. need to film yourself tying your shoes and it'll be like one of the infomercials where someone can't use a water bottle. Yeah. It's like, how do these work? And then your shoes caught, catches on fire. And water goes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, uh, Evan and I were having a uh, shoe tying lesson uh, over the webcam here not too long ago. Yeah. It got pretty serious. It did. It did. Uh, apparently, you tie them one way versus another way, and they come they come untied a lot more. If they're tied one way versus another way. So classic bow package bunny wrap style. Is uh, that how they come out, come loose all the time? No, I mean, that's normal. It just, it matters if you go right over left or left over right. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. See, I've been dabbing a little water on the laces. Why? Well, when you, 
So, well, I was all out of other options. No, no, in the military, <laughs> poured water when, you, on. <laughs> when you tie a knot with paracord, okay, you put water on the knot, and that hardens the knot. It's like concrete. So this is shoelaces obviously aren't, aren't made of paracord, but when you tie a knot with those, you dab a little water on it, then tie the knot really hard, and it makes the knot really hard. And it takes all day. But then it will loosen up after a while. You know, once it dries out, it loosens up again and gets its flexibility and you can untie the knot. But that's the only thing I can do to keep my shoes from coming untied. It's 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 really it's a mess. It's absolutely there's water everywhere. It's not cool. <laughs> I would love another technique that doesn't involve like a little bit of water. You and get an uh, eyedropper. I should. I should. But I put my whole foot in the sink, Michael. That's what I, did. I put my whole foot in the sink. And then I, I, I'm basically I hope you're the, kidding. I'm turning the knob just and trying to get a few drops. he tumbles into the shower holding his grinder. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I fall face forward with a foot in the sink and my and a and a grinder in the other hand. Head into, cracked open on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> into the into this into the tub with uh that's full of water <laughs> or pudding for some unknown reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you have you looked for paracord shoelaces? I have paracord. I could put I put paracord in shoelaces before, and it does solve the problem to some extent. But it doesn't. I mean, anytime you take fabric and it, and it's you know a shoelace fabric, it's made to be untied. You know what I mean? It's the fabric is made to go together and come apart. So if so, you, I think it's a there's a I think there's a sweet a sweet ass technique out there that I don't know. Oh yeah. Well, later, uh, Evan, you'll have to demonstrate the uh, the technique that you showed me. I can do that. In fact, maybe we should have a post on our website about this. Um, yeah, we can do that. All right. I, I like the one that you described. Um, it's very helpful if you find that, I guess, your shoes are moving around too much or your feet, yes. your heel is moving exactly. around too much in the shoe. Exactly. It, it locks that down very well. Um, yep. I've never felt it necessary. Maybe I, Maybe I'll try it. See if it's, you know, if it changes my life. <laughs> well, if your feet aren't moving around or you or it doesn't bother you, then it doesn't matter, you know? Well, I mean, but, maybe maybe they are. Maybe I'm just used to it. Maybe I'm missing out. Why are you trying mm-hmm. to keep secrets from me? Never. Never, bro. All right. Uh-huh. That's why we're here on the show talking about it. Yeah. You Easy. reveal yeah. one secret, but how many do you have left? He bought his fancy suckanies after he spent did a six hour shoe tying class taught by the twelve dollar an hour guy, and now he doesn't want to gonna spread the he doesn't want to spread the secret knowledge on. Since we're still talking about shoes, there's um, <laughs> so, well no, I just remembered. So I watch uh, some fitness people on YouTube, and uh, one of them happens to be vegan, and apparently there are vegan shoes. There's a, there's a company called Annie or A N I. It stands for As Nature Intended. They don't use like grass. No, they don't use uh, you know any animal products or like it's synthetic rubber for the sole and all, all this kind of stuff. Um, they're pretty basic looking shoes, like canvas mostly. Basic shoes for basic bitches. <laughs> yeah, but uh, apparently there are vegan shoes. Huh. Look, okay, vegans couldn't have shoes. Unless a thousand generations of human beings slaughtered animals and made things with leather and fur so that we could have labs and make synthetic materials. So all those vegans can get fucking fucked. Okay? Yeah. You're <laughs> with welcome. Their, with their vegan shoes. 
Oh my god. I say we all just go back to Velcro. Just make it easy. There's way too many parts in this. I can't put it together. <laughs> oh, you're talking about your model? Yeah. You you just opened it for the first time. You opened your Gundam model for the first time, and you're like, oh my god. This is, the package says 8 to 12, but I'm, I'm clearly unqualified. <laughs> yeah. Well, it says 30th anniversary. It must mean you have to be, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe 30 years of college. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's way too many parts. Um, sorry, I couldn't help myself. Had to look. Uh, quick segue. So for me, this week, I bought, uh, or last week, I bought this model that they've seen. You guys won't see. It's a 30th anniversary, real grade, excitement embodied, or does it say excrement? No, excitement. Excitement <laughs> embodied. They excrement? What did you just say? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's Japanese, man. <laughs> yeah. RX-78-2 Gundam. Uh, and honestly, I used to love these things when, uh, Michael and I, and actually Evan also, we worked at uh, CompUSA a million years ago when there was a CompUSA. And Don't tell people that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Those are, that's a secret. Um, but yeah, we worked at, <laughs> we worked at CompUSA and I used to put together these models at my counter, uh, when there was nothing to do. And I, and I gave a bunch of them away to little kids and stuff. When there so, was nothing to do but work. Well, yeah, but I didn't work very often. <laughs> I did a lot of standing around. So, um, yeah, you know, I put the models together and give them away to kids, and it was great. And so I bought this one, but this one's way many levels above what I used to buy, and there's way too many pieces. And I will take pictures so they can be on the blog so that Evan can see uh, – so that Evan and Michael and all of you guys can see a project that will never be completed – uh, I'm gonna put it back on the floor where it belongs because I'm never gonna look at it again, uh, except to take pictures for you guys. Put it uh, under the rollers on your chair. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, only other thing I've been doing this week: playing lots of Division and working. Uh, I've gotten a level 28 and a half, I guess you could say, on Division, which isn't much, but uh, I've been playing. I've been playing all week, well, like what every level day. Do you start at a zero, I guess one. Well, then you're doing pretty good. Well, I mean, I think if you play like if I if my job was to play video games, if I was a professional streamer, then I'd probably be much higher. You know, well, if I played a lot more. Well, you're not. So cut yourself some slack. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a pretty good game. There are some issues with it, but I haven't experienced them. I've been reading about people saying there's cheaters and stuff like that. I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't gone to dark zone a lot, so you know, I'm that? sure pe- it's uh, it's the PvP area. So in the middle of the map. Uh, and it's a pretty huge map. It's almost all of Manhattan Island. Uh, um, but the uh, in the middle of the map is an area that is where all of the infection, where the infection hit hardest and where all the dead bodies are, basically. Hmm. Um, although there are dead bodies every fucking where in this game. But it basically, that's where, apparently, according to the storyline, the division... The first wave of division set up a medical hospital there, a hospital there for the infected, and they totally lost control of it, and it became this huge disaster area. So they cordoned off this huge multi-block zone where it's basically a free-for-all, and no one's in there but the several different groups of bad guys, and uh, no one can hold it because it's so massive and so unwieldy. but for the game purpose of the games, if you go in there, you're in PvP and you just get dumped into a random server. You have no control over it, and you can go in and 
people are doing whatever in there, and you can see good guys and bad guys and get attacked and go rogue and all other kinds of goodies. Um, very interesting. It's kind of – you definitely need to be in a team to play. It's not a solo thing. You don't want to go in there solo, although I've read there are ways to survive solo in there. But uh, it, it's – it's a, overall, I, I'm enjoying it. So anyway, that's what I've been doing this week. Other than cheaters, which is always going to be present in an online game, especially – first-person shooters or third-person shooters. Have you seen any issues with, like, game crashing or glitches or anything no. noticeable like that? No. And people say that there have been crashes and so there's crashing and stuff. I've not, I've never had that happen to me. Um, I've had some issues. The only issue, the main issue, major issue I had was uh, in the middle of doing a mission when I first got started, when, you're, when a teammate is hit critical critically hit and they go down they can still crawl so they crawl to you and if you hold f while you're near them you'll stop what you're doing you'll heal them to half health and they'll be good to go again um and for the most part i've never had a problem with it uh but for whatever reason in this this one time this guy went down i i started to bring him back up and the the dial goes from green to from red to green to show that you're healing him and it would go green, red, green, red. <laughs> never, he never got healed. I tried like seven times. And then the timer ran out and he died. And it's unfortunate because you're in the middle of a mission and you need those points and you need the XP and you don't want to lose. You don't want to reset. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's so hectic and so crazy that if one player goes down, it could be the end of the game. You know what I mean? So you need like if, if someone's there and they're offering a certain skill or uh weapon or dps or deep damage rating whatever then you need them there it sucks to have them we, this was right when i first started the game though so me and the other guy who I was playing with didn't know anything about it and we were just like whatever running around shooting people and having a good time so we were in a mission but it was all good i mean you know he just respawned and it wasn't the end of the world so people i've seen problems with it i haven't seen problems i mean i'm enjoying the game i wish there was more content and i wish i had more people to play with um sometimes you can search for 20 minutes for matchmaking to do a mission or something like that, which that kind of sucks. But I mean, unfortunately what's happening to this is what happens to every game. And I think the problem with this is, and and I know that we we're just talking about my day and not about my week and not about, let's talk about the division, but <laughs> um, I promise that this will be done. I mean, basically probably the biggest problem I found is, you know, in all video games, People play – there's like all the rage when the game first comes out and people are very excited for the first like three months and then everyone plays through it. And because of the internet and YouTube and streaming now, now people can get their fix a lot easier. So people play through the game. They don't care about it anymore. They lose interest in seeing that next level stuff and then there's no reason to go back in. So a lot of people, a huge amount of people just don't play the division anymore, you know? The only people who play it are the people who have friends and they know people in the game and they're all playing together in the dark zone and stuff like that. But people have basically beat through all the single player missions. So and I, I beat through all my single player missions, too. I'm just trying to clean up all the little side missions and pick up the phones and all the random stuff that there is to do around there. But um, there's so much fun to be had just doing free roam, you know, just like if you get with two or three guys and free roam and then redo all the missions on hard. It's so much fun. So it, I kind of wish there was more people in the game, but, you know, it's all good. I mean, I think that uh, uh, 
Ubisoft kind of hoped that this would become like their World of Warcraft, you know, or something like it, and it's not going to be that at all. You know what I but mean? But aren't aren't uh, teams limited to like four people? Yeah, they are. Yeah, and that's another I think another misstep, but. I'm sure there's server or netcode reasons that they can't do that. And there's actually an article came out that I haven't read yet uh, talking about how bad the netcode is and mm. that the netcode may have to be completely redone. Jesus. I wish you could have a team of like 12 people or 13 people. That'd be great. You know, that would be like you'd be it'd be awesome. Like if you could run a mission with like a full like a real full squad, you know, or a real full fire team, which is like five or six people instead of four people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a kind of weird arbitrary number that doesn't really help. Sometimes four people just like you play this, like some of the levels you play on hard, all the guys go to like a crazy level, like crazy level bad guy. And you, you know, you're going to get fucking put down like seven times, you know, it's so hard, which I love the challenge. The challenge is exciting, but you know, I wish you could have a bigger group. It'd be a lot more fun, bigger group and longer missions, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. Only you question I have for you, James. Yeah, sure. Did you see the Hotel Pennsylvania? No. There's a lot of things that aren't there and um you know you know what's funny? Uh there's a lot of okay, so playing Star Citizen has kind of spoiled me for a certain level of detail. And people say, Oh, Star Citizen's not out yet and it's, it's expensive, da 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 da, whatever, you know. But like if Chris Roberts was to make a game like this or like even like let's not even say Star Citizen let's say uh um what's that game where you pull people out of the car and hijack them and stuff Grand Theft Auto Yeah let's say Grand Theft Auto uh the new one okay or even the one before this the New York one or the Liberty City one like all those ones the New York one and the LA one they basically went street for street and copied those streets you know, so you could be in a place and people have done it. They've gone place to place in the game and in, in, New, in L.A. and said, oh, here's this. Here's that. You go around the corner and this should be there. And there it is. In this city, the division is not like that. There are some places in the division that you're like, oh, it's, they took a picture of this and then remade it. But then there's random stuff that's not the same. And I guess they've done some, certain things for gameplay. Like they're like, oh, here we need to have a lower roof so you can climb on top. You know, it can't be a skyscraper here. That's fine. But I was trying to – they give you hints in the game. So they have these things called echoes, and you go to the echo, and the echo uses – as far as I'm concerned, fucking magic. It uses <laughs> magic to show you a 3D interpretation of what happened like six months, six years, six weeks ago, whatever. And you'll see like these kind of white – these uh, – you'll be in a – everything will turn monochrome, and you'll see these orange people who aren't real people. And they'll be just photographs of people. And you'll be able to pick up and listen to their phone calls or whatever. Um, And one particular one I was following, I was trying to solve this mystery, this missing persons case. And they said, oh, we're going to West 36th Street and 8th Avenue to the R&W market or whatever. Mm. They said, we'll meet you there. So in my mind, the next echo that goes along with that story should be in front or in that market. So instead of doing what any normal person would do, which is walk and wander around up and down the same street where I was just at within like 20 feet and find the next link to the next echo, I just went straight to that place. The street signs are all fucked up. <laughs> They're like, no, they don't make it like, like one street sign. You'll look and it will be hor- It will be perpendicular to the street. 
so a cross street and a cross street, like let's say you say West 38th and 8th Street. So 8th Street's the cross street. You're on West 38th. Well, the sign for West 38th will appear as though it is a cross street. It'll be facing you as though it's the cross street and 8th Street won't be there at all. So and then like you go three more blocks down and now the road has changed completely. It's all fucked up. Like basically whoever they said they, they didn't put enough thought into that to make it so that like, I don't know if you're going to do something, do it all the way. You know what I mean? Don't half ass it. I mean, you took like fucking, I don't know, four years to come out with this game. All you had to do was make the street signs make sense or at least make them have them make sense within your universe that you built. It doesn't have to be to New York standards, but it could be at least to your standards. But it's just it's shabby. It's it's like when you go into a it's like you're in a video game and you go into a place and you get into a side of a building and everything's painted on the walls. You're like, what the hell is this? You know, like it's not 2003 anymore. I expect to see some detail. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of like they don't have that in the game. But there's stuff that you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Like they have occasionally you'll be walking down the street and civilians will yell at you from their windows. They'll say, <laughs> So they'll be like, keep up the good work or get fucked or, you know, there's some guy, walk, there's a gang down there, you know. So you'll walk past them and they just shout random shit out. Like it's not, it's not, it doesn't link into the environment, which it should, you know. Um, so I was looking at this couple that was in the house and you could see like a twin, a double decker bed behind them, but there's no doorways into the room. So they're just in this box. You know, and yes, I'm not I'm on the street level and I can't see into their apartment. All I can see is the top, their heads and the back a little bit back into the room, and the back wall. But there's no doors. So how they get into that room like that's to me like a basic thing. If you're going to go to the level of putting them in this building, put a fucking door so I can at least be like, oh, they what they're in that room. You know, I don't know. It's a lot of silly stuff that I know I'm being petty. But to me, I'm like, it's we're net, we're at a level now where that this low, like really low quality game development won't cut it anymore. Like you need to step your game up and be 100 percent across the board. You know, um, there's rats everywhere. I mean, they go to this crazy detail in certain places and you're like, oh, this is really cool. And other places you're like, what the hell is this? Why is this so like so shitty? So I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I could bitch about that all day anyway. So, yeah, let's let's jump into it, man. We you know, we've. uh I've I've monopolized the entire show, uh, <laughs> so thirty four minutes apparently thir- uh, twenty two minutes of the show has all been all about me. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, what, what do you guys want to talk to? Uh, who, who's first? We'll draw straws. Uh, well, since we just were talking about gaming, we could continue briefly. Um, okay, I hate to do that, but okay, let's do that. We'll just, we'll just get it over with. Yeah, let's get, get it over with. Get the sickening okay. taste out of our mouth. So, Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> so, the new, the, the new Call of Duty game is coming out sometime later this year. I would normally not talk about COD, because I... <clears throat> Call of Duty Modern Warfare was the last Call of Duty game I cared about. Uh, because the the multi the single-player story was amazing. It was really good, and they had built had good characters. Uh but it seems like they kind of fallen off since then, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just gotten older. I just have lost interest. The COD has become like this game where like twelve year olds run around screaming. COD, and, yeah. It's, called, it's just the franchise has just become somehow a surviving money grab. Yeah, like, they just exactly. The same game every time. Bingo, bingo. Yeah, yeah. Evan's got it. 
They release the same game every time. And, you know, I like calling it COD because that makes me think of that fish that just kind of like whenever people don't know what the seafood is they're eating, it's probably COD. You know, they're like, oh, this is uh, artificial crab meat. No, that's COD. It's like, oh, no, this is whatever's inside a McDonald's uh, fish sandwich. It's COD. You know, <laughs> oh, this is orange truffy. It's probably COD. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. that's what Call of Duty has become as far as games. And it's just pretty an unsatisfying experience all around for me. The only reason I'm excited about the new one or mildly interested is because the new one Maybe it's called Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, and it seems like it's the rumors said it's going to take place in the far, far, far future, which honestly is the only place they could go. Um, and it's going to be space and zero G combat and all kinds of stuff. Okay, I feel like Star Citizen and a bunch of other games, Star Citizen, uh. I can't think of them now, but you know all these space games that are coming out now have kind of heart had have kind of been the the harbingers of uh, a resurgence in space games. Like space games have come back big time in the last year and a half, two years, and uh, it's kind of exciting to me because I'm all into that you know world. It's very cool to me, but uh, so I think that's what they're doing here. I think they're trying to take advantage of that and you know do something in space. Um, if they do, I would love to see what the Call of, Call, of, Call of Duty people do with it. You know, it might be very cool and it might be very horrible. You know, they might just totally abuse it and it might be wrecked, but I don't know. But either way, the story looks like it'll be interesting. There have been a lot of fake uh, and possibly real um, images come out, have, that have come out that have released on Reddit and stuff like that. People have said, they, oh, we found this. Oh, this was leaked. Oh, I got an email from my buddy who blows a guy who works at a place who knows a guy who wipes the toilet, wipes the ass of the guy who works at fucking whatever labs. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so we got this thing. You know, um, one of them that was really cool was Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. And it's said to be released with Call of Duty modern warfare remastered so basically what they're saying there and that's really interesting okay uh if you're a call of duty fan like old school call of duty and modern warfare that means like ghost and roach and all of those characters you know then just imagine a 1080p remake of that you know remastered looking looking 2016 that would be amazing i'd love to see that um, I want the original Call of Duty remastered. Well, that's and that's that's another angle too. So they've kind of said they've also said that the new Call of Duty Infinite Warfare uh, maybe they said it might be a World War One or World War Two game. Mm. And people really, for some reason, there's a lot of people who really want that. I don't really want that. World War Two and World War One is pretty lame. Besides, like a huge body count, it's basically lame. Like bayonets, you know. That's cool, but like single shotguns and running around in trenches, fucking lame. I don't want to do that. This was a gay city, you know what I mean? Nothing wrong with being gay, but not if you play in Modern Warfare, uh, the the old one. The I mean, Call of Duty, the first one. I don't find that fun. Um, they make it, they made it fun, but I don't see what they could do. Like some people said, oh, the new game's gonna be a trench warfare game. I cannot see that being fun. You know, I can't see how that's like, like you get out, you come out of your trench, you get gunned down. You come out of your trench, you get gunned down. Come out of your trench, run 60 feet, get gunned down. And I buy planes. I have zero interest in that, you know? Um, yeah, I don't think I would play that 
But yeah, wasn't I, Battlefield so 1942 pretty popular? That one was good, but Battlefield Battlefield's a, a very different than COD. Yeah. You know, the, the big big worlds, big environments. Uh, to me, better gameplay, better story. You know, or not really better story, but uh, in that case, a good story and very good, very good uh, maps for the multiplayer. Like B- Battlefield, to me, has always been a multiplayer game, and uh, the multiplayer is excellent mm-hmm. compared to Call of Duty, which is like you're playing these tiny maps. Call of Duty's always seemed like a rehashed, better looking. Uh, um, Counter-Strike. And to me, Counter-Strike is perfect. It doesn't need anything. You know? It's like adding salt to a perfect meal. It's like, what? why? Just because it's salt and you think it's going to make everything taste better? Yeah. Pull your shit together, bro. You know? <laughs> you, need, you, need to re- you need to look at your life, man. Look at your life choices, son. Add ketchup. Um, add ketchup. Yeah, exactly. Just add ketchup. You know, somebody asked me if I wanted to add ketchup to something. Well, who was it? I think I... What did I order? I went to a restaurant and ordered steak or something. Oh, Michael, you were with me. Where do we go? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We went somewhere. And the lady said, do you want... No. I ordered a egg white uh, an avocado breakfast burrito. Okay? And the lady said, do you want ketchup? And I was like, do I look like a fucking moron? Like, why would I want ketchup on this? Like, that's so stupid. You know, how dare you ask me that? Well, no, I mean, obviously, yeah, some people would say, why would you ask somebody that? But to me, like, that's kind of thing that you would ask somebody. You're like, they have no fucking culture. They're just like going to dump ketchup on something because they're an idiot. True. You know, like, like only an asshole dumps ketchup on everything, like eggs, fucking bacon, fucking cheese, ketchup, ketchup, ketchup. Ketchup is great on certain things, but you don't need on everything. Um, Anyway, ketchup on broccoli. Doesn't that sound delicious? Sounds like fucking. Maybe you. I'm not gonna it. lie. I've had ketchup on eggs before. Yeah, know. I have too. And I, I totally protested get it. that for a long time, but then I tried it, and it's okay. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, here's the thing, right? Ketchup makes everything taste okay. Yeah, because it has a lot of salt in it. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. just fucking salt and fucking red shit. Red shit, <laughs> aka tomatoes. Yeah, but AKA you wouldn't even know there's tomatoes in there. You wouldn't sure. even know there's tomatoes in there. Think about what salt is. Salt is that sharp, tangy taste. What does ketchup taste like? Sharp, tangy taste. You wouldn't even notice ketchup in there. It could be if you close your eyes and ate some, you'd be like, I don't know what this is. It's just delicious. You know? <laughs> is this liquefied fucking is this liquefied pretzels? Like, okay, yes. You know, you would have no idea. <laughs> now you know what else is salty but has a very different taste. What's that? Mustard. Uh, Okay. Uh, I was, I was thinking of something else too. <laughs> Both of you are bad people. Uh, no, we just we spent too much time on the internet. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mustard, um, my friend. Mustard, like Coleman's mustard. That's right. Uh-huh. Coleman's. I mean, it brought it back. Brought it back. Yellow ketchup. Mustard is a very distinct yellow. taste, though. Mustard is a very distinct and special taste. It's different. It's just different. It's it stinks. Different. It is different. Yeah, but anyway, so uh, just to close up this whole Call of Duty thing, so they finally have released a video trailer on the Call of Duty Instagram page. Uh, that people are saying that this is Peter Weller in the video. I, I showed Michael and Evan. They don't think it is anymore. I don't think it is myself. It could be maybe the face is modeled after him, or it's just after modeled after an actor who looks a lot like him, uh, and. 
and we're also tying it into like Peter Weller with his with his uh, bald head and the uh, RoboCop helmet off. But I encourage anybody who's looking forward to this game to come to go take a look. I get, I'm sure this is going to be a very interesting storyline, and I can't wait to play it. Uh, I'll go to Michael's house; he'll buy it, and I'll play it through at his house like I always do. <laughs> My Call of Duty games. Hopefully, I'll spend it's not sixty dollars. Oh, 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 it will be. Oh, Without a doubt, be. my friend. Yeah, that's. I only buy them when they're sixty dollars. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on sale be. for forty. No, I'll wait. Yeah, <laughs> mind, mind you guys. I have never. I have not ever. I don't know. I think the last one I bought was Modern Warfare. So I own Modern Warfare. I'm pretty sure. But that's the last one I bought. Um, every other game I've gone to Michael's house and played it through. <laughs> yeah. And I've sat there and watched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I do. I like to watch. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyway, but yeah, so that's that's Call of Duty there. Um, you, you guys want to jump around? Or you want to kind of go just go down the list here? Uh, I mean, I can jump into my stuff. Yeah, let's do it. All right, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Microsoft for a while. Um, two interesting things they're doing. Number one, they are locking down Cortana. So a lot of Windows 10 fans um, like. Uh, and Windows Phone, if their if their fan is listening, uh, like Cortana for a digital assistant. Fan. Yeah, the one the one fan. Um, it's very helpful in its intended uh, use as uh, like an aid in task completion, as Microsoft says. So if you want to, you know, order a pizza or um, ask a Cortana. Um, what's the weather like tomorrow or check out, you know, local events in your area. Um, and previously, uh, well, by default, it comes linked with Bing and the Microsoft Edge browser. And Edge is the new Internet Explorer, which people historically hate. So um, while probably a lot of end users have no preference or bias, they just don't care. They just use it. Um a number of people have uh, used tweaks to le- to allow you to use Cortana in conjunction with other browsers like Google Chrome or Firefox, um, and also change the search from Bing to most of the time Google. So, um, in a coming update, Microsoft is turning that capability off. So Cortana will be locked strictly to Edge and Bing. And their main reason for doing this is so they can ensure the best customer slash user experience as as it's intended by them. Yeah, exactly. Now they're like, (laughs) oh, Bing Bing is doing great now, but I think that's only because they're like forcing people to use it out of the box. Um, I understand. rewards, man. Yeah. You get get that penny per click. Get those points, man. Whatever it is. The more points you have, the more you win. I don't know. Yeah, the more points you have, the more you can point. That's right. <laughs> the more points you have, the more points you have. The you more know, nothing you can get from it. That's right. Yep. I, well, I, I signed up. Why. I have like 12 points, man. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I understand why they're doing it. They want to sort of maintain control and integrity of their project. But with something, you know, I'm sure they dumped a shitload of money into this, uh, you know, developing Cortana and everything. Um, so obviously they want to get as much as they can out of it. But I think a lot of people, like I know James likes it. 
Um, I haven't used it since Michael's. He's I turned off all the listening services. Yeah, since I turned off the listening services, it doesn't work anymore. Since you made I it secure? Yeah. I haven't, and I haven't <laughs> missed it. I mean, actually, I might haven't go ahead and finish, and I'll, I'll go into say, a long part of me, one. Part of me would like them to just realize that, you know, sort of a greater good, just allow it to be used however it's used, and, you know, take from it what you can. Yeah, it's right. a, it's a, yeah. It's a, in theory, it's a great helpful tool and step forward in you know digital assistance and sort of integrating more technology into your life um but i understand why they want to keep it to themselves so so there's a there's a saying right that's been tied to bill gates and microsoft for many years now and i'm trying to think of what it was and i can't think of it but basically the saying is uh let people basically let people use your product, and then once they're hooked, you're in there. You know what I mean? You're in there like swimwear, basically. And I I can't remember the term. The term is much more eloquent than that. It's almost like security through security through obscurity. It's something like that, but it's not. It's like it's like we're everywhere, and now you have to use us. It's basically like that. And that's basically been the winning formula for Microsoft for many years now. You know, that's why they're better than that's why they're that's why they took over where Apple failed many years ago, because they said, yeah, you can put our software in your computer. No problem. It's all good. You know, whatever. You know, like that's that's their thing. Like they understood that they understood there's a meshing with hardware thing they need to do. And here's the thing, right? Bing is horrible. OK, they need to accept the fact that Bing is really bad and that nobody wants to use it. And they need to accept the fact that the tastemakers and the stakeholders aren't going to use it. So if they tell me, like, even if Michael, even if I hadn't locked my computer down after Michael's more security thing uh, several weeks back, I would have kept using Cortana up till with Chrome Tana up until the, to the very end. And once it stopped working, I wouldn't use Cortana anymore. Because I don't want to use Microsoft Edge. Like, that's not going to make me use Edge. And Edge is a good browser. It's not halfway as bad as as uh, Internet Explorer was. But I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm too in to – I'm too into – I'm too much a part of Chrome. You know, I've got favorites and everything. I don't want to move it around. I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm – like, like – and that's the thing, right? Microsoft has to realize certain there's a certain group of people out there who aren't going to move their fucking favorites around and oh let's learn a new browser and oh how do I make favorites you know like I work with and I know Michael used to okay but I work with people every day who have computer problems you know I'm a humble bungling IT guy okay in my world people don't want to learn a new thing you know there's people who use Internet Explorer at home because they have to use it at work. Yeah. yeah, because they don't they don't they know Internet Explorer. And you know why that works for them? You know why that's working for Microsoft? Because their office is the US government's too narrow minded <laughs> to allow another browser in. So for all those people who are who aren't computer people and just want to use a computer and just have it working at home, they're not gonna switch, you know? Microsoft should be should just accept the fact that Cortana is great. People want to use it. Keep developing on it and let them use whatever browser they want. Okay, Internet Explorer has been a fail for many years. That's a that's a business they should have got out of a long time ago. They should have said, "Hey, Google, 
we're going to make Chrome the default browser on Windows 10. We want a full share in all the data you get, okay? And we're going to integrate you guys heavily into our entire environment with Chrome and everything. But you know what's happening? They made this really great AI assistant, and they're totally dropping the ball because they're too worried about what's happening to this fucking browser, okay? But you know what? In three years, okay, and mind you, Evan, myself, and Michael won't be talking about it, but in three years, all people will be able to talk about is how everybody has an Alexa, okay? Because Amazon said, let's put it in people's houses. They realized, and they said, they said, let's put this step process out and let anybody make anything for it. We don't care. Oh, you only use Google for it? Okay, cool. Here you go. You know, whatever. They don't care. And that's how you do it. Like, that's how you take over, you know? So eventually, people will only use Alexa, and Cortana will be forgotten because people will say, I don't want to use fucking Bing. The stigma is too heavy. Bing's just it's fucking horrible. Edge is bad, you know, compared to Chrome or Firefox, even though it's an okay browser. So it's not going to work out for them. And it's sad because Cortana's a good fucking digital assistant. It's really good. It's smart. The audio data is crisp and responsive. It's so sad. You know, it's good. And they're going to, they're dropping the ball, man. They're screwing the pooch. But hey, you know, it's, you know, and I'm going to off track just a second here. You know, Google has proven time and time again that they are very good at understanding when it's time to let go something that doesn't work, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we made a Google wave. Oh, this doesn't work. It's too much stuff. We're going to take pieces of it we don't like and dump the project. That's it. You know, they're like, oh, this thing, we bought it. Nope. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Like they just dump it. They invest millions of dollars in something. If it doesn't work, they immediately drop it, you know, but Microsoft has been beating this dead horse since like 19 freaking 96, you know, and I don't know how much money they've invested in all this browser and like, oh, Google, like, fuck Google. We want to fucking fuck Google in the ass. You're never going to fuck Google in the ass. Okay. Yeah. You're never going to beat Google. You're not going to beat Amazon because they're going to fucking kill your market share. Well, you know, Microsoft had, they had the market cornered on the web browser. Absolutely. And they bungled it. Absolutely. Because it didn't iterate. They got complacent, just like they got complacent with Windows. You know, the only time they ever iterated Windows was when they went Windows 95. If you look at Windows 10, Windows 10 is only a logical upgrade from Windows 95 to me. You know, it is the logical time-stepped upgrade from 1995 to 2016. Okay, it looks better, it sounds better, it's easier to use, whatever. It's not the next step. It's not the next, oh, you know, Windows fucking 95, holy shit. Stop me up. <laughs> Evan, I want you to replace that with the actual song. Okay, don't just bleep my voice out. Sure. Um, he's not going to. <laughs> but look, that dude, when I saw that commercial, I was like blown away. They were like, say hello to the start menu. And people were like, no. It was like, no, this is ridiculous. You know? <laughs> but it was a game changer. You know, but here we are. Microsoft's so scared. I mean, and look, the times they've made big changes, people have fucking cried, and it's been too much. Windows 8, you know. Yeah, that but, was their last attempt to revolutionize yeah. with the live tiles and make things like you're but, using a tablet everywhere. Yeah, but I think that was that was see, they hadn't taken into an account taken into account the hardware had wasn't there. You know, Windows and not everyone has, wants to use a touch screen. 
Yeah, and plus they got to remember, Windows is not fuck. You know, a Windows user is not a Mac user. It's a different mindset. Apple can tell Mac users, "Yeah, we're going to take away uh, your ability to use external media," and they're going to be like, "Okay, Apple." But but will you allow me to buy a hundred dollar adapter so I can use other external media? Yeah, be sure will. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Exactly, and and, and bingo. You know, <laughs> Windows users aren't like that. They're like <laughs> Windows users are like. No, if you change it, we're just going to complain and build it, and we're not going to upgrade, and that's going to be that. You know? Michael, Apple's like, Apple's like, yeah, your old shit doesn't work anymore. You have to upgrade or die. You know, that's it, you know? It's usually a transition period. Of like three weeks. No. No. Come on. How long? Three years? No, a while. A while. At least four and a half weeks. Several years. (laughs) Not several years. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Two years, yeah. a year at the most. No, like when they dropped, um, you know, for a while there, they let you run PowerPC applications on non-PowerPC Macs, you know, on Intel-based Macs. But eventually they removed that from the OS to like, all right, we're done, you know. But it took, you know, a few years. What about the floppy drive? Floppy drive, they didn't. They only eliminated it on the iMac. You know, when they introduced the iMac, the iMac had no floppy drive. and But you could still buy an external one if you really wanted to. But they still sold, you know, beige computers that had floppy drives. So they didn't eliminate them entirely. How much did the beige computer cost, Michael, compared to the iMac? I don't know. <laughs> MacDefender.com right here. This is Michael's blog, MacDefender.com. <laughs> MacApologist.com. Oh, <laughs> I forgot this is James's uh James's thing, MacHater.net. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they were like, Oh, you wanna buy a eleven hundred dollar computer? Get fucked. You need to buy this three thousand dollar computer if you want a floppy drive. Um the, we they did a offer. floppy drive. Who gives a shit? No, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, Mac can get away, Apple can get away with iterating very quickly, very violently, and their users will adapt. PC users, there's too many of them. There's too many of them that are on the lower end of the spectrum. They don't have the money, and they're not computer savvy. They will not adapt. Well, so honestly, can- a lot of, I mean, you're right, but that's um, Microsoft's users that they need to, I mean, your mom, she won't care, okay? Let's say she goes and buys a new computer tomorrow at the store. Right, it could be ARM based. You know, she won't know the difference, as long as she can play Mahjong or whatever the hell she wants to play, and freaking solitaire, and go to you know, uh, bankofamerica.com, dot com. You know, she doesn't care. Right, it doesn't matter. It's well, only she, it's, it's only a, a certain subset of users that require backward compatibility, but there's the important part: a lot of business users require backward compatibility, and that's a, a lot of Microsoft's the- business. It's not the hardware though. No one like no one notices the hardware. They only notice it. They only see it as slower, faster, whatever. It's the software that matters. You know, they're going to see the software as I can't use this. It's too hard to use. I can't find anything. And you got to remember where we will search. We will just be like, how do I do whatever on Windows 10? Okay, I got it. I'm done. And you'll never have to look for it again. My mom will never search for it. She has no idea how to search Google properly. She just won't do it. You know, and that's many, many people out there. Probably the majority of users won't do that. I mean, there's an entire IT industry based around the fact that people won't search for stuff. I mean, all I do all day <laughs> is 
The real part of my job is dealing with one server, but the 90% other thing that I do all day is search for shit for people who are too lazy to search. Because, or they can't search, or they don't know how to search. You know? You send them a let me Google that for you link? Yeah. No, I don't do that, because (laughs) I would would show them how stupid they are, and I'm not going to do that. Um, But that, you know, that's the thing, dude. I mean, you know, so... It's not about the hardware. No one cares about the hardware. No one even notices. It's transparent to most people. Um, no, of course. It's the software that matters. Like, can they find Mahjong? Can they find Word? Can they find the browser? When they go into the browser, where are the favorites? You know, is the favorites bar there? How easy is it to well, play the favorites that, bar back? There's also, is it compatible with our existing but, software, uh, which is mainly a business problem. It's a business thing, though. I mean, Not a, not a consumer you know, thing. There's... I mean, There's, some consumers, of course, you and I are going to be like, damn it, our program for 1985 won't run anymore, you know, because we're crazy. But, yeah. you know, a, a, a normal user doesn't care, you know. They're going to get a new computer with new software and say, okay, let me just run whatever came with it. Or, all right, I guess I need to buy the latest version of Office or whatever. Yeah. And that's that, let me, you know. Let me Let me pose a question. So, do you think Bing has a chance to grow to anywhere near Google, considering that Bing has really been around for, like, say, less than five years. How long um, did it take Google to become so ingrained in our everyday lives? The problem is, and here's the thing, right? It's not a matter of actually, at least to me, and I shouldn't say it like I'm making the statement, the statement is fact, but to me, it's not that Bing is bad. It's different. The search results aren't to me, what I'm used to, and f- so that reason I say it's bad and I don't like it, but really, if you had no idea, if you had no point of reference, if you were like a, a newborn babe coming to the internet and you and someone gave you Google and Bing, you'd use both and you'd be like, whatever, they're the same, you know? Um, but I think Google was first to the, they were first to the store, you know? They're first to have their product here. Now it's just part of the lexicon. You know, Google, I'm going to Google that. Let me Google that for you.com, whatever. It's part of the lexicon. Yeah, it's become a verb. Exactly. It's 100%. It's become a verb. I'm going to Bing. Yeah, Bing. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> good try, Microsoft. That means all kinds of things, you know, <laughs> and none of them none of them have anything to do with search. Um, you know, but, I mean, Bing is just, you know, and also Bing, there's a stigma, right? Microsoft, that's a dirty word in the computer industry. I don't care how you look at it. Microsoft is still seen as this this hated company from like the nineteen late nineteen nineties when they were like taking over companies and unapologetically fucking ruthlessly making you do this and that. And people, I don't know why people hated Microsoft so much. I had a, didn't have a problem with them in the nineties. Who hates Microsoft? No, dude. In the nineties, everybody hated Microsoft. Dude, do you remember that? There's a famous video this picture of a guy 90s, going. Man. I know it ain't the nineties, but it doesn't matter. That the the, the stigma is still here, dude. It's only thirty years. You know, the stigma's still here, 20 years. I wish they would st- – I, th- I think recently they're just trying to appeal to a wider user base, maybe to try to get some, you know, Mac users or Apple users and um, put forth a, a cool persona. But I think they should just be, you know, business-oriented and release awesome products and stop worrying about being cool. Yeah, like IBM. Yeah, IBM was like, it. yeah, IBM was like, oh, this hardware industry is fucking garbage. We're not gonna do this anymore, and we're not gonna stop. We're gonna stop making weird software for consumers. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. 
businesses love us. We're going to make supercomputers and be awesome. And they're making good money. You know, they cut a lot of the weird bullshit businesses that loose and they're making good money. You know, great example. Um, now I can't my, buy an Aptiva. Well, yeah, that's true. But, you know, <laughs> thank God. Although the IBM hardware was wonderful. It was nice. It was like to me, the IBM was the American IBM hardware was the American version of Sony of a Sony Vio. You know, it was like this strangely proprietary but really good piece of equipment that you were like, wow, I really like this. Well, you know, it lives on through Lenovo. Although, yeah. I don't know if it's as if it's as good or not. I, I've I never know. heard any complaints from Lenovo. I don't think it's about as good Lenovo as equipment, equipment, but uh, we don't use it at my job. So it's there. The uh, Lenovo consumer line is, you know, pretty basic. It's bland. Um, yeah, nothing special. But they still do make uh, ThinkPads, and those are still good. Well, I think every big company like. Lenovo, HP, Dell. Their consumer stuff is usually, you know, just that consumer grade, and usually their business products are usually a little, a little higher caliber. Um, yeah, HP laptops are garbage. Their business grade laptops are garbage. <laughs> just like they're fucking. HP should just go out of business. Okay, <laughs> so they're trying, yo. They're mad. trying. I have, a, I have a pro book for work. I like that. I have a couple of old T61 ThinkPads. I have a, an older Dell actual uh, workstation laptop. I like all of them. Dude, HP single-handedly made the HID, the company makes uh, smart cards. They made that company uh, make probably like $2 billion last year because HP, any contract – Anyone who had HP laptops and used a CAC card knew that the CAC card, when they put the CAC card into the HP laptop, the CAC card, the token, the tokens would be wiped from the CAC card. What? That's how bad HP laptops have been. They're notorious at my job. They wipe uh, smart cards. They just wipe them. Just wipe them. There's no more data on the CAC cards. That's it. Because there's something inside the reader. There's some level to it. Something the way it is. It scratches up the inside. I don't know what it does. It destroys them. So at my job... If you see people with an HP laptop, they have an external cat card reader, which is stupid. And it doesn't make any sense why you'd have to do that. Whenever I see people using an external cat card reader with a laptop and the la- and I'm like, why are you doing that? They're like, oh, well, don't we have to? They don't have to. But because of HP, everyone thought, oh, internal cat card readers are bad. No, HP internal cat card readers are bad. And I think they probably fixed it. But it's like a stupid thing that I'm like. You may how many millions of laptops they probably sold that all had this weird problem. Another issue is the ergonomics of the placement of the cat card, the 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 button, the CD drive button on the computer. Most people wouldn't notice this, and this is just me, an IT guy complaining. But the 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 button is flush, so you can't feel the button with your hand on the side of the laptop. You literally have to pick the laptop up and look and be like, oh. You know what I mean? And then push the button with your finger with a nail because the button's so flush that you can't – it's so well-designed that you can't fucking <laughs> see it. You can't feel it when you touch it, you know? And the, the it's like the laptop – the size of the laptop times the flushness of the thing and the fatness of my finger means I can't get my finger to hit it. It's fucking horrible, dude. That's some unsolvable equation right there. Yeah, it's fucking James Math, but – but look, you know, to me, uh, when you make – it's like when you make anything, like you make a gun. You know, people have to want to hold it. 
And it's the same thing with a laptop. You know, people have to want to use it. You know, between like bloatware and all the weird proprietary so at your stuff. Your job? Are they all HPs? No, they're all Dells. They're all Dells. They're mostly all Dells. And now. There was a period last year when people bought a lot of HPs, and that stopped, and no one has HPs now anymore. You still see them floating around from people who haven't got their laptops refreshed, but it's very rare to see them now. Which Dells does everyone have? It varies. 7250, 6230, 6500s, which are basically That's old. no more. Yeah, it's very old. You don't see those anymore. Um, it's a big one, too. Yeah. Mostly it's the 6200s 6, 6, and the 7250s. But here's another problem, right? So, and we talked about this off air, and I, hopefully I, this is not going to be a big deal to talk about this, but they have, you know, we can't upgrade to whatever <laughs> to the new computers because the new computers aren't TPM 2.0 compliant. They're only TPM 1.2 compliant, which, so the gov- people, government people are like, no, no. We can't have Windows 10 on these machines because they don't meet this higher level of security compliance. I don't know what TPM stands for, and I don't know how it relates to my job, honestly. And I've, I've read about it, and I don't remember what it was all about. But I'm sure Michael or Evan can tell you all about it. But um, Thermal two power po- modulation? And I don't think that's what Trusted it stands platform for. module. There you oh, go. Oh, that. Yeah. I think it's like their version of the secure enclave or something, right? Uh, sort of, yeah. Yeah. So That's, that's yeah. actually a very good way to put it. Yeah, so that that's what I understand it to be. But so basically, the 2.0 version, they aren't going to deploy Windows 10 until they get that, and that means a whole new batch of computers. So hmm. I don't know, man. You know, there's a whole. There's a, Who a decided problem. that? I don't know. Some smart pants. Some smarty pants. Because no one has said that at my job. Yeah, well, you know where you work is. I know different. we're not. You know, we don't have <laughs> ultra secret. You know, blah 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 data like you guys. Yeah, where you work is the Wild West. We all know yeah. that. Yeah. We you guys had Mozilla. You guys had Mozilla uh, web service when I met you, when you started working there. So get the fuck out of here. <laughs> your, your, I mean, not web servers. Uh, your email servers were all freaking... Uh, Sun, man. Thunderbird. <laughs> oh, our email client. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your email client was Thunderbird. Yeah, man. Thunderbird's great. Yeah. Exactly. But that tells you the Wild West. I have you work in you work in Little Beirut, man. I have Thunderbird oh. open right now on my computer. Fucking right people are telling right AKs down down the hallways in your office. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so two two things. One, uh, just a quick mention, James, that um, I looked it up while we were talking here, and the Microsoft's old motto that you were trying to think of is um, permeate and exterminate. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and as for Thunderbird, I believe the Mozilla Foundation. Um, is looking to offload Thunderbird onto someone else because they they it it their phrasing was weird in that. Where did you see th- that? Uh, I can put a link in the notes. But oh, this will be trouble with Michael's office tomorrow. Please yeah. do. <laughs> well, I like, mean, I need to alert the CIO. <laughs> that's right. So, I mean, they're still supporting it right now, but they're looking for someone to take over, like the Free Software Foundation or Canonical or some someone. Uh, in the open source industry so they can just concentrate on firefox basically because thunderbird you know from because they're getting uh, their ass kicked by google chrome yeah probably thunderbird's like an anchor thunderbird's just just an email client right yeah but mozilla is saying oh we just need to concentrate on firefox because 
Yeah. And I'm, I, they didn't say that, but I'm sure because Google Chrome is kicking their ass. No, they need to integrate Fire. Uh, they need to integrate uh, Thunderbird into Firefox. That's what they need to do. Whoa, 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 a, whoa, whoa! What are you talking apples and oranges here? Yeah, they need to. Have, they need to make a next gen browser that has an email client built in. A oh, stand- go back to Netscape Communicator. I mean, I don't know what Net- I don't remember what Netscape Communicator did. I would never use it. I'm not a tool. But I'm just saying. <laughs> you just spat in the face of every technology expert in the last 15 years. Netscape, you know what Netscape Communicator is? You I know what it is. I never used it. I, back when the Netscape days, I had AOL, man. I wasn't using Netscape. I had AOL, download. man. I was right on the bleeding edge. No, yeah. no. <laughs> I was in the chat rooms. ASL, baby. That's what I used to right. say. Z- um, Zelf Cam. That's right. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> what? But, that's, but, that's the Juarez. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Juarez, Mexico. No. Yeah. But look, Wait, um, no, the, the, uh, I forgot what I was saying now, but anyway, yeah, we got kind of off track with that whole thing. Yeah. What the hell but, are we talking about? But Microsoft? permeate and exterminate, exterminate. Like that's what they should be doing with Cortana. Yeah. They should be like, let everyone use this. And guess what? When they release, if they waited, they give themselves a five year fucking window of being able to like work on a piece of a beautiful piece of hardware that connects to your, to your newly built Cortana life. That you've been working on building with everything. They integrate heavily with Google. Okay, dump fucking Bing. Okay, and dump or just scale back Edge, even though it's really nice. Or just leave it in and say, fuck it, just let it sit there. You know, but, you know, they build in, they heavily integrate with Google. And dude, Google will do anything to fucking gang rape fucking um, Amazon. Dude, Amazon, Google, Google has... That's another story that should be on our rundown, and it's not. But Google just started a hardware division, and the way they deployed it is so fucking bungled, it doesn't make any sense. Um, because Google doesn't know how to make hardware. They don't know how to advertise hardware. They don't know how to market anything. They're horrible. Like, all Google's good at doing is making is searching ads and making cool things and saying, here, here it is for free. Can someone who knows how to make a product actually make this and make it work and slap a bunch of bloatware on top? Samsung, you know that's what they—that's all they're good at doing. They're not good at doing anything else. So Microsoft would come in because Microsoft knows how to make hardware. They know. How to, I mean, well, okay. I'm still trying to still trying to get a Zune player here. <laughs> oh, I have my Zune HD in my office over there. All right, oh. don't don't make me bring it in. But yeah. Microsoft is pretty good with their uh, the Surface Book or in the. Um, Oh, and the, the Lumia, yeah, it, it was it was it was it was two years too late, but it was a brilliant piece of hardware. And even Windows Phone, too many. The only problem with Windows Phone, it was late. Otherwise, it's great. Have you used Windows Phone? Has any of you used it? I have not. I, I use this friend who's obviously not te- a technical person. She bought one. I don't know why, but it was amazing. I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah, this I used to know someone that had it, and. Uh, yeah. It was uh, it was interesting. It was kind of cool. It was the good. Problem is, it's too late, so there's no yeah. apps for it. Exactly. It was yeah. too late. Too behind the ball. So, you know, it's like, oh, this is great, but if you want to actually use any apps, nah. <laughs> so that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna kill Cortana. They're gonna murder it because they're they're not. If they want to pull back and like pull in and be like, okay, now if you want to use Cortana, you have to use our software. They should have waited like two years. For Windows 10 to be fully saturated, everyone to have it, for people to be like, I love Cortana, I need it, you know, and then they could say, no, 
You have to use Chrome. No. You have to you have to use no. Yeah, you have to use Edge. <laughs> but they didn't do that. They waited. They did it too quickly, and they're gonna pay. You know, Edge Chrome is done. I mean, Cortana's done. Well, you see what they're doing. Obviously, I mean, they're they're trying to. You, I'm sure you guys have heard the stories of you know people being upgraded to Windows 10 against their will, basically. Yeah. Like they wake up and uh, they have Windows 10. Didn't you tell us your that happened My to your yeah. your mom or whatever? Yeah, um, they ruined everything on their computer. <laughs> so, um, you know, so they're shoving Windows 10 down everyone's throats, right? They're saying you you know get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. You know, even if you don't want it, get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially if sort of, you don't want it. Yeah, especially if you don't want it. Doesn't matter, you're getting it. Um, so they're shoving that down everyone's throats. Why do you think they're doing that? Why? Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, they want because they want everyone to use Edge. They want everyone to use Bing. They want every, and why and what is Cortana for? So everyone will use Edge and Bing, right? Well, but you know what? The whole a whole deal is to use Bing. And why do they want people to use Bing? What does that do for them? It draws people away from using Google. No search and all the data. Search and money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ads. Ads, ads yeah. right? Well, how does Google make money? Yeah. Ads. <laughs> ads, right? How do banks make money, right? Ads. We all know that. <laughs> but they they missed the they missed the mark, dude. Okay. I don't know. I have Windows 10. Michael, you have Windows 10? Uh, currently, no. I'm running Windows 7. Evan? Nope. Okay. So I have Windows 10. When you install I Windows 10... I did have 10, it for a while, though. I did have okay. it for a while. So when you install Windows 10, it's not like the first thing. You know what the entire stall, installer, everything should have been? It should be like, hi, I'm Cortana, your new digital assistant, and I'm going to help you install Windows 10. Okay. But instead, it's the regular BS installer, and when Cortana is this, like, thing that's, like, jammed in the bottom. And you're like, what's that? Like, you don't know it's there until you're like, what's that? Like, I had looked for it because I wanted Cortana. So I was like, okay, what's this? And that's how I found out about it. I mean, that's how I was like, I wanted to fi- fucking turn it on. If you don't want to turn it on, it is not on. Okay? So so they fucking missed the they bull these guys are full of shit, dude. They don't want they don't want this to, this is like bullshit. They don't actually want to anyone to use it because if they wanted to use it, they'd have people using it. It'd be on. It'd be like, "Hi, before you can use your computer, you need to set up Cortana." So James Please is pissed say the alphabet did. backwards. So James is pissed that they want everyone to use Cortana and now he's pissed because they're not enabling Cortana and making everyone using it. Well, no, that just tells you <laughs> That that just tells you that there's not a real true effort behind it. So they're you're not, saying they want everyone to use it, but they're fucking it up. Yeah, because they're idiots. They they're fucking yes. it up. Like like Apple, dude. Did you have to go turn Siri on? Fuck no. You like well, it asks you at the beginning. It says, "Do you yeah, want to turn exactly. Siri on? Yes or no." Part of the process. Microsoft, that's not part of. They're not like, hey, do you For want me, to use Cortana? Off, but it, yeah, no. But I'm saying, but it's not part of the process when you use it. The same thing with Google. Google's like, you need to opt into Google Now. Google Now is awesome. Why would I want to opt into that? Yes, I want to use it. Let me use it right away. Why do I need to go, you know, so people have these great phones that can do all this cool stuff. They're not doing it because Microsoft, Google's like, I want you to opt into it. Fucking man the fuck up. You know, you well, fucking they, little girl. If they enabled it for everyone, everyone's like, oh, my God, my phone's listening to me all the time. No, no, no. Michael. Most people don't think like you or me. I I know that the phone is listening to me. Like, okay, perfect example. Facebook. When Facebook suggests friends to you, nobody thinks 
the only people who think why is Facebook suggesting friends to me is you, me, and reporters and tech journalists. Okay, and Evan. Because we're like, how did it know my friends? Where did they get that information from? And we connect all the dots. Most people are too busy fucking shopping at Walmart and eating fucking pretzels to be like, they're like, they're not, they're like, oh, it's suggesting friends to me. Okay, yes, tell Smaggy Sue, Junior Bug, and uh, Lil Roro that I'm going to be friends with them. Okay, fine. And it, you know, because it looks in their fucking email and looks at their phone and it takes all the data and puts it on the web and fucking makes a goddamn database and then gives the NSA direct access to it and all that stuff. But let's not digress because CIA, we're going to do an episode CIA. about that. The CIA okay? has a. Uh... As uh, access to it. Well, and the NSA, but you know, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, Google, Facebook didn't give a fuck. They're like, no, you have to opt out. Okay. Google now is not so you intrusive. It's in. n- no, opt out. You have to opt out to Facebook's suggest friends. Oh. It's automatically enabled. It automatically looks in your fucking email. So does LinkedIn. Oh, email. What email? Your email, it looks in your friends list. Your phone number. I mean, your sorry, your phone number. Your phone. It takes your phone numbers and cross references it with its database. It's phone number. Yeah, on your on your. That's why you're like, oh, it's like put your phone number in so you can retrieve your fucking. So in case you lose your fucking thing. Bullshit. I don't, I don't, I don't do know that. if it. Ha- I don't know if it has my phone number. It probably does. I don't. I don't know that I ever put that into Facebook. Oh, well, it has it, it, but you didn't give it to it. I mean, yeah, it has it, my, it, they have my email address. I know that. No, but it asks your friends. It says, "Do you know Michael's phone number, so we can give a complete have a complete record?" No, I never asked that. I'm making that up. It probably does, though. You <laughs> <laughs> will in a month. Oh yeah, here you go. It's like, ha ha. <laughs> yeah. Social engineering at its finest. Uh huh. But if you if you if you don't think that no, but I know what you're saying. People like, I mean, you install these apps on your phone. And it's like, do you want to allow us access to your contacts? You know why? Yeah, exactly. All the time, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, okay, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know, you're not even thinking. Most people don't even think, why does it need that access? You know. But I mean, I mean we're some getting... things I get it, you know. But other things, it's like, you know. Yeah, but a photo what? app doesn't need access to your contacts. Well, <laughs> Instagram yeah, or does. A flashlight app. Yeah, or a flat. Yeah, Instagram's not a good Instagram. Maybe you want to. Maybe you say, "Oh, yeah, you, have, make you have friends and stuff." But yeah, um, yeah, flashlight app. No. Now I'll be honest. Um, the way an Android phone does it and the way a, an iPhone does it is a little different. And I don't know if you can selectively turn it off on a uh, Android phone. I know that when you go to look at an app and you want to download it, it says, "Okay, it's going to need the access to this, 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 and this." Right. On an Android phone? Yeah. It says, you know, I'm going to need access to your contacts. I'm going to need access to your location. Uh, I'm going to need, you know, I'm going to be able to read and write to the to the root of the file system and hose everything. Uh, you know, <laughs> whatever it says, right? An Apple phone on an, on an Apple device, like, uh, you know, an iPhone or an iPad, um, when you download an app, it doesn't really say that kind of stuff. But when you when you first launch it, then it says, oh, it's like, hey, this we want to send you notifications. Do you want to allow that? And you can say, okay, or no, don't allow it. And then when it tries to do this or that, it prompts you for access. You know, it says, oh, we want to access your contacts. Do you want to allow this? You can say yes or no. You know, we want to access your location. Do you want to allow this? Yes or no. You know, so it kind of asks you at each step of the way, and you can allow it or not allow it. And let's say you allowed it. 
and then you say, oh, crap, why did I do that? You can go back into the settings and unallow it if you wanted to. So I forget if there's a way to do that on an Android phone, if there's a way to selectively. Maybe I don't know how. If something, if something says – if something asks me for unrealistic or unnecessary access, I just don't download it. Just as a rule. Mm-hmm. So if something weird wants fucking – I don't know. If a flashlight app – You really want those free wallpapers. I know you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you really want to hear Samuel, Samuel Jackson say, yes, I killed them, and I hope they burn in hell. Then, yeah, you need to get that sound – Fucking the soundboard? Board. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Very so good. I don't know what we were talking about, but... Yeah, uh, yeah so... Uh, so so like, shit. we fell down a fucking rabbit hole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for all the shit we were just talking about, Microsoft, um, they do work on cool stuff. Also, um, they are investing now in a company uh, called Twist Bioscience. They are buying 10 million synthetic DNA molecules. Um, last fall, they did a, a sort of trial run in conjunction with the University of Washington and were able to successfully encode and decode some test data um, with 100% um, you know, uh, reliability. Accuracy. Like, yeah, accuracy. Nothing was lost. Um, so in theory, if you were able to encode um, a one cubic millimeter chunk of data, uh, DNA and encode data onto it, that could be in the ballpark of one exabyte. Because it's so – the way DNA stores information is so efficient. So if you don't know what that is off the top of your head – if you can sort of visualize a one millimeter cube, which is, I don't know, uh, a reasonable sized chunk of Himalayan, Himalayan pink sea salt or something, uh, that would store about one million terabytes of information. Hmm. Yeah. So I think it's pretty cool that they're – um, moving forward with this technology, it's definitely not at all close to commercial viability. Um, I don't know if they've, you know, I'm, I'm sure they have started to brainstorm how to, you know, put this into what we might someday recognize as a hard drive. Um, but I think right now it really, you know, in the encoding and decoding of this is actually sequencing a synthetic genome, which I don't think is a trivial task for any computer even today. Um, so it can be done in the lab as proof of concept, which I think is really cool, but definitely still quite a ways away from seeing um, in your in your laptop or desktop. Uh, I'm curious what they'll be, uh, a, what technology they'll sort of enlist to ensure data integrity. You know. If it, sort of error correcting in our own DNA. We have something uh, on the end of uh, chromosomes called telomeres, which are like protective caps, which sort of <laughs> what, what they are. Then they sort of, you basically, you age um, and your, your cells get replaced with older models. You could say, because these telomere caps get worn down and once they get worn, once they're gone, then the cell dies. 
Um, so I don't know how they'll do it. I think it's pretty interesting though. Um, so I feel like this is the new, the new thing will be at least for the foreseeable future until probably till well, till maybe a few years after I'm dead, there'll be uh, a so new like co- five, six years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there'll be a few. I think there's going to be a, a new job, like a data runner. You know what, Johnny Mnemonic? Uh, well, no, but he's going to say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, not as stupid as that, but maybe somebody who moves like a case of DNA, some an exabyte of because I mean an exabyte of data, in uh, the size that you just said is tiny. I mean, can you imagine? But you'd have to physically move it. We don't have the throughput in places now to move that much data without anyone knowing. You couldn't move it. Like, if I wanted to move that much data to Michael, it'd be impossible. It'd be possible, but it'd be, like, ridiculous. It'd be this ridiculous effort. The transfer would complete at both of your funerals. Yeah, bingo. Exactly. (laughs) So, so I would have, if I want to move that much data, I would physically... We're in Denmark, right, Evan? Correct. I would physically move it to Michael's lab. Yeah. Or whatever, and then, or not lab, but his... His DNA storage area, his DNA storage room, testicles, whatever. testicles, and he would, and we would uh, <laughs> download it into yeah. his testicles. No, and then we download the data into his system, and uh, you know whatever you know, and he'd pay me, and I'd go about my way. Yeah. You know? Now see the It'd sound like a prostitute. Like mm-hmm. train, he'd pay. We download, then he'd pay me. Yeah. <laughs> a mule. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. This uh yeah, you know, this DNA storage thing. I mean, it sounds cool. Um what if I t- put my tinfoil hat on for a second? Um yeah, it sounds like either either a way just like James is talking about the way to smuggle data, which is kind of interesting. Um or it sounds like a way to um Rewrite the DNA of somebody. Well, Which you I guess the, I guess they're working on that now, anyway. Yeah, I mean, that, you, you basically that kill somebody. Basically, I mean, if you want to kill somebody, there's more expedient ways to murder them than to rewrite their DNA. Because I don't think the human body could, regardless of what movies teach us, the human body cannot take their DNA being suddenly rewritten in some massive way. And we don't know enough about DNA to be like, oh, I'm going to tweak this one small thing. Like, we don't know enough about that. So, well, I, th- I, think, I think within a couple it. of years, it, it would be feasible to um, inject someone, you know, one technology that I'm a fan of is called CRISPR um, and basically change their genetic structure to the virus to. Well, yeah, to, with uh, E. coli to not be able to use oxygen or some shit like that. Oh yeah, like something you need at a very base level. So every you know maybe every um, iteration of the uh, new cells would be less and less able to use oxygen. So you just slowly die. Yeah, but like I said, there's much better, easier ways to kill somebody. I guess if you're a super villain, yeah, this is like cool. Like you yeah. want to do this, <laughs> you know? I am but, the CRISPR. Yeah, and 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 you know, since Michael did John read CRISPR, it, Michael Michael haven't Michael hasn't finished the fucking book, and Evan hasn't read it. Um, I don't want to go into it, but you should. But because um, it's like basically you go into it. No, I don't want to go into it. But basically, like all this stuff. You know, 
I guess is the, the book I'm reading is all about this, all this stuff. It's pretty good. I don't think this has any danger to um, your life other than the advancement of genetic sequencing and then potentially using your DNA as metadata for something. Yeah. But this in itself, like using DNA as data storage, I don't think that's uh, that has any downside right now. Uh, I don't think so either. But though I, I, the concerns I would have would be like people taking like I, I think what's going to happen from this is the mastery of DNA. So I think that may have some shady inroads, but shady in the sense of like okay, someone makes a person who's perfect with no brain. You know what I mean? Um, so then we have to grow a baby with no brain. Okay. What's the advantage of that? Well, we have to figure out how to age cells rapidly. That's another 50 years away or whatever, a hundred years away. So I'm not too worried about that, but I'm worried about people like trying to do weird stuff with DNA or trying to, trying to like genetically engineer, like, like, uh, eugenics, some eugenics type situation. Like, I feel like that stuff, once we really understand DNA and it's open source and people just say, Oh, I need this sequencer and I can buy it at, at a micro center for, fucking a thousand bucks now you know you know and a dna printer i can buy that and at and, and whatever you know i mean once all that stuff comes out let's say 20 years from now and you can just go to the store and pick up these things then we have to worry about people doing weird stuff but even then it's like what are they going to do you know what i mean it's like very kind of odd and i don't know what people would do with it you know i'm more so, worried about like a dr moreau situation than i find myself having some uh, some cognitive dissonance about eugenics. I find it fascinating and I do support it. Um but if it were in place before my birth, I may and and appropriate um technology to to scan for stuff like cancer and whatnot, I would probably not be here because both sides of my family have uh fairly noticeable cancer presence um no so, wouldn't they just fix it no probably not they would probably just terminate the pregnancy or neuter well, no. parents they might they fix it but it, i think ultimately evan wouldn't be evan no, no I'm, I'm not saying if so what i'm saying if they have the technology to fix it that yeah fine but if you like if you have the ability to detect it but not fix it at that point you just stop the breeding of individuals yeah. who have bad genes, basically. Oh, sounds reasonable which, to me. Which uh, I am kidding. honestly, <laughs> grand it, scheme, completely clinical way. It does to sound totally reasonable. Yeah, I support it in like for the for the for the greater good reasons. In, but, in the theoretical way, but. yes. <laughs> and you know, if it were um, enforced on me at my birth, then I wouldn't care because I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't have the idea. So I still support it. Bam. The problem, the problem look with, at that logic tree. Eugenics yeah, the problem, 2016. The problem with eugenics is, is who's the arbiter of what's okay. So like eugenics is a dirty word because of Hitler and all the little shenanigans they try to pull. But if you could find a way, like here's Han the thing. Nunyan Singh. Yes. The thing. <laughs> okay. The thing, uh, the thing I'd be worried about is somebody saying, oh, okay, so we're going to eliminate all fucking Mexicans or all black people or all people with blue eyes or whatever like that. Like something dumb like that, you know. Um, but, you know, a great quote from this. Michael probably did read this much of the book. You know, what's evil? 
You know, mm-hmm. like what what is evil? Is it evil because we say it's evil or it's evil because, you know, the winners said it said it was evil. You know, yeah, I'm not saying winners. that. Yeah, exactly. That's why something's evil or not. You know, to be honest with you, in 250 years, if there was a heavy eugenics program between now and 120 years from now, in 250 years, people would look back on the eugenics program and says that saved humanity. You know, that saved us from all the Walmart soda drinking assholes and obesity and cancer and everything else. You know, well, I guess we know who you target, huh? No, I'm just saying. I mean, it's a serious tax. I mean, stupid people. Yeah, I would. But that's also a relative term. What's stupid? It know? should be lower limits like uh, have, uh, you know, if you if your genetic material has found was uh found to contain the likelihood of having a severe deformation in your children or, or some, you know, um, likely birth defect or severely low IQ or something like that. Yeah. You shouldn't have kids. I don't think they can detect that. I don't know. Maybe, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say, see, and that's the thing, right? I think we're going to be, I think when they get to the stage, it's going to be more fine than that. I don't think they're ever going to publicly say, okay, you can come into the clinic and get tested um, at, at a stage where we say, no, you can't have kids. They're never going to do that because people wouldn't allow it. You know, people want to have their Zika kids with fucking pointy heads and deformed kids and whoa, whoa, whoa. kids who with autism and everything else. Those they Zika want to do that. that. That's only, I mean, yeah, that's the case now with the, the presence of the internet and, media um no that's not gonna go away though governments have have sterilized entire populations in the past successfully yeah who i don't i don't know for sure if it's like in this country like i will i will because i saw these articles um, less than two weeks ago, in my Hitler Youth uh, website, I in found my, these my articles. Hit, yeah, my right. Hitler Youth support group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> no, but so for for instance, I'm gonna I'm gonna say some like a subculture of native Filipinos or something um, were sterilized. They were told they were having surgery for a burst appendix or something, so they took the they actually had legitimate surgery where their appendix was removed, but at the same time, they were sterilized. Why? Because the government didn't want them. But see, that's not a, that's not a good thing. I know it's not a good thing. Okay, okay, yeah. Nobody yeah. said it was a good thing. No, no, I know, I know. But I feel like it might be misunderstood. <laughs> He's like, they've done it successfully. That's, that sounds like, <laughs> oh... <laughs> It can happen. Saying, There's it, no problem. It'll work. It you know? I'm just saying it has happened. And just to sort of yeah. parallel, history is written by the victors. Yeah. So, so people don't know about it. I just found a uh, Wikipedia article. It's called Compulsory Sterilization. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't exactly the same thing, but it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's part of a series on discrimination. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's see, pros the and cons to eugenics. But, but see, that's the thing, right? Here's the problem, right? Human beings. Yeah. Too many. End of, of story. That's not. No, 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 no. no. Call. Start over. The point is, human program number no, one. Here we go. Eugenics, eugenics in the United States. Here's a uh, here's an article. Ugh. I'm pretty sure American Indians suffered heavily. 
but but look here the thing is people suck so something like this could never be executed because it's like who's the arbiter of what's allowed and what's not allowed is it okay to have a kid with down syndrome because you feel good about it because it, you know you you're like he's my son mm-hmm. you know is it okay to have a kid with zika even though you know it's going to be a horrible life and you're for yourself and for the kid but you're like it's my son you know there's so many people who I'm like they're like they have a kid, and the doctor's like, you've got like a 95% chance this kid's going to have whatever, you yeah. know? And they still have the kid. Yeah, I don't know. Because they think that. they're going to beat the chance, beat the odds or something, and they don't. And then they're like, fuck, you know? And look, here's what I got to say about that, you know? I'm not perfect, but I came out pretty okay, just like everybody else who's walking around the streets who's like, can read, eat, have a job, have credit cards, be, be a person, mm-hmm. you know? Um, <laughs> But I tell you something, you know, the whole like logic of like the Trojans, the, the people of Troy throwing like infants into a ditch, you know, like, oh, there's something wrong with this kid. Shoop, you know, yeah. like I hate to say that because I know so many people are so mad, you Fuck know, but, ensure but, the integrity of your race. But the reality is, is if you look at it from a bigger picture, there's certain people who are like, and look, we live in a life of plenty right now. Like you can afford, if you have the money, you can afford to take care of a kid with down syndrome or who's autistic or whatever. You can afford to take care of that kid. No problem. But back then you couldn't. So they had to get rid of them. You know, you got to go, you know what I mean? Um, I, I, I do that. tell you, I, I don't know. It's this very slippery slope. And it is. It's like who's gonna who's gonna manage it, you know? And nobody will be able to. I think it has to be voluntary, and I think you have to go to the doctor and say, okay, we want to like put in some like perfectionist. We like the new hip thing is like a kid with Angela Jolie's lips, Brad Pitt, Brad Brad Pitt's fucking Johnson, and he and uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's roots and whatever, like you know whatever. And then people like build the manufacture this perfect kid. And they pay some god awful fee to do it. Fine. Yeah, designer children in the next, yeah. within the next hundred years, I think that will be as commonplace as like going to the OBGYN for a checkup and having a blood test or something like that. I think you'll be able to do it. But now, what this about is good. With below average intelligence, like, will you be able to soup up their intelligence in the thing? Probably. So, what happens to Possibly. regular people? They are they just automatically fucked? Are we going to be calling regular people regs? You're a reg. Yes. We, Get we fucked, can, reg. That, please please uh, remind me because I would honestly yeah, – Aren't they called regs? To have that uh, discussion. Oh, but um, as insensitive as it sounds, if you go and have an examination and find that your future potential child has a greater than 90% chance of having a debilitating disability for their entire life – you should have an abortion, and guess what? You can make another one. That's how the body works. Yeah, you should do I, that. I agree. I agree. If, if my, you know, if my, and thank God my girlfriend is listening to this podcast. But if we found out that one of our kids was going to be um, have Down syndrome or something, I'd be like, I'd leave it up to her ultimately, I guess. But I'd be like, I think we should get an abortion, just because it's like there's so many, there's so many. I mean, you have to take in the fact that you're still trying to live a life. You know, yeah. and I know people are gonna be mad at hearing that, but you still like you still have to live as a person. You know, yeah, like so you have kids. Your life is uh, not to say it's over, but it is planned out for the rest of your days. 
how you're going to live and how you support this other person. When you bring that, the if your kid has Down syndrome or some other severe disability, you know, MS or, you know, if they're uh, like, you know, born, I don't know what it's called, premature aging or something like they're eight and they look 80, something like that. No one has that disease, Evan. Yeah, they do. Not in this country. <laughs> no one has that, man. There's like 80 cases ever. I'm saying it's I'm just using it as progeria, just so yeah, you know. I'm using it as an example. Like you're Benjamin Button disease. You're fucking up their life too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you have to think about all that stuff and that, that that's the thing. People have to come at this stuff from a clinical point of view. Anyway, how we got talking about this and going on this dark path that we may have to apologize for later. We were I talking about know. DNA stories, then someone mentioned eugenics, and then yeah. uh, you know, I supported Hitler Youth 2016, whatever. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. Oh, Jesus. Okay, let's let's move, move right along here. Um let's do a commercial thing or let's do a let's do an let's do an ad. Yeah, you guys talk about that. Yeah. Michael? All right, so yeah, let's talk about uh, one of our sponsors today, Audible.com. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard us talk about Audible before. Uh, it's a great way to get some reading done. Uh, personally, I do it when I'm driving. You know, I listen to a book when I'm driving, or I used to take the metro, so I do it when I'm on the metro, or. Another great time to do it is if you're working out. So if you're on the treadmill or something like that, it's a great way to distract yourself. So, so otherwise, there's no way. Like I've actually gotten all the all the way to the gym, realized I didn't have my headphones, and I drove all the way back home just to get my headphones. Because otherwise, there's no way I can stand to work out. <laughs> because I need my headphones. I need to be able to listen to an audiobook. So. For you, the listener, if you don't have an audio, an audible.com account already, you can get a free 30-day trial and you get a free audiobook. If you go to, um, if you go to, damn it, what is the URL? www.audibletrial.com slash iopanel. There we go. Thank you, James. audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Exactly. So if you go there. That's just so they know that we sent you. And sign up for a free 30-day trial. Pick out a free book. You know, get any book that's one credit. Um, pretty much 99% of the books are one credit. And you, you could even cancel. And you still get to keep that book. It's yours forever. You still get to listen to it, no problem. But I don't think you're going to want to cancel. Because once you start getting to the audiobooks, as James and I have... You're not going to want to stop. Um, it's it's addictive, honestly. Can't and stop, I'm, won't stop. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Exactly. Um, and actually, James and I have both been listening to... Well, James, I think, already listened to it uh, this week. I've started listening to it. There's a new book by Jonathan Mayberry that just came out called Kill Switch. And it is in the Joe Ledger series of books that I think we've talked about before on the podcast. Uh, one, it's starring uh, Joe Ledger, who is a, he's basically like a secret agent. He works for a, a secret U.S. government agency that's kind of like the CIA, kind of like the NSA, but, but basically they're more badass, you know, 
no red tape, do whatever they want, you know, <laughs> just about, you know. And um, but everything they do has to do with high tech, you know, super high tech and bleeding edge science. So it's very, very interesting. Um, the first book is called Patient Zero, and it's basically a different spin on a zombie book. It's basically a zombie book, but it's not entirely a zombie book. It's very interesting. This is what, James, the seventh or eighth book now? In the uh, I think it's the seventh book. In this Kill Switch? Yeah. yeah. So, excellent book. Excellent yeah. book. Uh, I don't want to give anything away, so, you know, we won't talk about it now. Uh, maybe next week we'll talk about it a little bit once I've finished it. But, um, yeah, that is an excellent book. So, once again, if you want to sign up, go to audibletrial.com slash iopanel and sign up for your free 30-day trial. I have a question about this book. Yes, sir. So, I know you've both read all the, the previous um, books from this author. Yes? Yeah. Well, but most of them, yeah. Okay. So in regards to this one, I know since James has finished it, when or how soon into starting it were you hooked? Um, well, I'll, I'll say this about this book, right? So the previous book, the previous up until the previous book, the author had made one book every year. Um, and I think this one was a two-year gap, right, Michael? Eh, I think it was last year, wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. Maybe it was a year. I don't know. To me, it feels like, though, with this book, the author didn't do – like he did – all he did was research this book. Like this book – I listened to the book and I thought, okay, it's going to be the usual Joe Ledger novel, which I was sort of getting bored with. And then it's like, bam, it hits you and he really takes it up – kicks it up to the next level. And what normally – was the last one? The drone one? The drone one, yeah. Uh, I can't think of what it was called. Um, but uh, – you know, the author does a great job of adapting to what's happening now. So, like, last year it was about drones. When drones were, Predator 1. Predator 1, yeah, when it was about uh, it was about drones and, like, how drones were, like, this hot-button thing and how you could use drones in a very interesting and very, like, deadly way. Um, this one, basically, he takes existing science, tweaks it, and adds, like, some super science, you know, mystery kind of aspect to it. And, I mean... Put it like this book. You're like, no, they can't win. Like the way I've walked out of this, and Ed, Michael's not to a point where he realizes how like hardcore it is. But once you get to like well in the book, you're like, they can't win. This is going to be the end of end of the Department of Military Sciences, end of Joe Ledger, end of all the characters I know and love. They can't come back from this, you know. And even now, I wonder how in the next book, like like this book made me want to be like, what's going to happen in the next book? Because I'm like, there's no way they can come back from what happened in this book. Even though they've, you know, they come out victors, I'm like, it's impossible. So uh, how far in did I have to be hooked? I mean, I guess if you've listened to this many of them, you're already hooked. Uh, but you don't have to have listened to the previous books. I feel like, matter of fact, I feel like a person who didn't, who'd never listened to any of the previous books has an advantage. Because they don't know what to expect. They don't know, like, the story arc or how the story is going to go. They don't get the whole theme of how it all works. Like, it's all new to them. I'd and, say within the first 30 minutes of listening hmm. to this book, I was hooked. Okay. I mean, you're like, oh, shit, this one's going to be really good. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, like, what, 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 like what, at what point? I mean, they get sent almost immediately. They get sent to that to their first, you know, 
the first location. Uh, and, um, you know, they start investigating, right? They, you know, they're sent on a, on a look-and-see mission, basically, which always turns into a disaster. But <laughs> I've noticed in every book, it's like, oh, it's just a look-and-see. Yeah, but, but you uh, see what I'm saying, right? He knows what to expect. Like, he's like, that, that's, all the every, that's how all the books always work. It's like the look-and-see is always a disaster. It's always the first thing that happens is a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, they're going to this thing, and you know, you don't really know what to expect, but you know it's going to be crazy. And yeah, it was they ratcheted up the crazy in this book to like, if 10 is the highest level, it's like 15. You know, like, <laughs> like this Turned book is... up to 11. Oh yeah, this book is freaking nuts, man. Oh, way beyond 11, my friend. Way beyond 11. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Evan, you were talking about the... What did you say earlier? You are talking about Cthulhu or something? Cthulhu? Tentacle porn? Yeah. yeah. I think you were talking... I think you mentioned Cthulhu earlier. The spaghetti monster? I think you said spaghetti monster. Oh, yeah. Talking about... <laughs> bowel movements full of spaghetti. Oh, right. Oh. Right. So... It's so, uh, completely different than Cthulhu. <laughs> well, Cthulhu is the flying spaghetti monster. Um, nope, it's not. <laughs> the the Cthulhu is... You see, okay... There's there's another series of books that you should really listen to. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, that explore the whole HP Lovecraft fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Cthulhu is not the flying Cthulhu is the shit of fucking nightmares, my friend. Okay. It's like the Kraken plus some other ridiculous monster. Cthulhu is like a god of he's one of many horrible horrible gods and he is like the worst of all of them. And he is asleep, and if you, we wake him up, you're going to get fucked. Sounds okay? like my kind of guy. And it's like a lifetime of torture. It's like, like Cthulhu's like, yeah, I fucking dole out hell. You know what I mean? Like, you have to, do you have to get more into the book? Like, you're not even far enough in yet. You get more into the book, you're going to be like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? And there's other books, a whole bunch of other books I could tell you guys. Uh, Room, I think there's one called, I think it's called Room 14. That's all about Cthulhu. Um, and I didn't know what Cthulhu even was before that book. And that book kind of goes into Cthulhu myth- mythos. And actually that book, the guy who wrote that book and Jonathan Mayberry wrote a book together um, that hmm. uh, I have not read. Uh, but it all leads to the fact that H.P. Lovecraft kind of said, hey, when he made first made the Cthulhu books, he said, or the Cthulhu short stories, he was like, hey, other authors should try to use my – use this character. Right. But – Man, Cthulhu is like fucking. I don't know, man. To, to me, that's the scariest thing in the world, and I don't know why. But just like the way that these authors have written about it, like the room in fourteen, the room number fourteen, I think it's books called or room number nine or something like that. I'll find the link and put it in the, in the show notes. And then this book, like, kind of writes this kind of very terrifying, um, horror, horrifying Cthulhu esque kind of character. It's really dark and very creepy. Hmm. Awesome. Well, all right. So, but yeah. So, there is Cthulhu in this book that we were talking about. So, yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's it's just crazy. Normally, I mean, the books, all all the all the Joe Ledger books deal with something that we would normally consider, you know, probably paranormal. You know, like so, like the first book is zombies. Um, what was the second book, James? First book was zombies. The second book was 
The second book was super science. It was was uh, oh, that's genetic engineering. Genetic engineering, just like we were just talking about. Yeah, <laughs> second book is genetic engineering. Third book is more genetic engineering. Um, the it, whatever factory. I thought that the was the second factory. book. No, no, the second book was the was uh oh no, you're right. The second book was Dragon Factory. The third book is the King of Plagues, King of Fear, all that stuff. Oh. The yeah. fourth book is Vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, you know, I, I have to give I give Jonathan May I have to give John May, Jonathan Mayberry a lot of credit because I hate books about the supernatural stuff and fantasy. I can't stand fantasy. And Jonathan Ledger, I mean J- Jonathan Mayberry writes the books that he writes the books in a way where you don't feel like it's fantasy. You feel like it's very explainable science and it's very possible. Like you know, the whole vampire thing was like, oh, it's this race of deformed people who live underground. They have an extra long lifespan, but they do not live forever. And he goes into the whole thing, and it's you're like, oh, okay. Now, now I'm not going to tell you that. Oh, I feel like this is real, but you know, you you basically basically Think like it could be possible. Yeah. The suspension of disbelief is enough that you're like, okay, cool. You know? Yeah, it's not just like oh. Vampires are a thing, and that's that. Yeah, and they you walk know? in the daylight, and they fuck fucking white girls, you know, who are really pale. You know, it's not it's not that at all. <laughs> you know, they sparkle. It's not that. Okay, excellent. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, definitely check that out, Jonathan Mayberry. Um, the whole Joe Ledger series is great. Obviously, Kill Switch is the new book. Jonathan Mayberry actually has a few other books that I have not read. Um. That, that he does have a couple that are zombie books. I read one of them. Um, it's like called something like Dead of Night or something like that. Yeah, Dead of Night. I read one of them, and it's there's, pretty good. There's two of them. Um, I didn't read the sequel yet, but um, yeah, those are pretty good. Or at least Deep. at least the first one that I read was good. The Pine Deep Saga or whatever. Is that the Jonathan Mayberry? Yeah, that's Jonathan Mayberry. Okay. That's why it has a connection to the. Uh, there's a series of short stories that include Joe Ledger and the Pine Deep people. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm getting him. I'm getting that confused with um, the other author, Mark Tufo. Oh, right, right, right. Because he has a bunch of uh, he has a bunch of different series running in parallel. You know, he has Zombie Fallout series. He has the like the Riley books or something. Yeah, about a dog, right? Yeah, there's the the one about a dog. There's there's one about a clown, Ugh. or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone hates clowns, man. Um, I like anyway. clowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Killer clowns from outer space. All right. In French. Okay, so just real quick before we jump, I know we're we we already been like fucking oh my god we're two hours in we just did that ad the middle of the show ad <laughs> fuck okay uh, so we'll, we'll wrap it up the the book the book that I was talking about if you're interested in Cthulhu stuff is uh is uh by Peter Kleins it's read by Ray Porter the same guy who reads Joe Peter Kleins yeah oh. Peter Kleins. and it's called it's all it's called fourteen and that basically is a Cthulhu book, basically. And the sequel to that, which is like an unri- unsaid sequel, but it is a sequel to that book. It's called The Fold. And it's each one of these books is equally fucking horrifying and filled to the brim with nightmare fuel. And it's and the thing is, you don't you don't go into the book. You're like, you're not, you're not like, oh, it's scary. You're just like, holy. 
oh my god, don't let it out, don't let it out, don't let it out. You know what I mean? And you don't even realize. Um, yeah, and there's actually Peter Klein is a great author. A bunch of books that he's done, I've read. X, he has a zombie series called X something, X Patriots, X Heroes, X Communication, X X Purgatory. It's all about superheroes in a zombie apocalypse, and it's super interesting. It's a super interesting like kind of concept. So definitely worth reading mm-hmm. that. Um, okay, anyway, so we got a bunch of stuff on the rundown we haven't gone through. <laughs> it's going to make us a 19-hour podcast. Well, let's uh, let's just go through them quickly here. Um, Evan, you want to go over your, um, your yeah, remaining uh, item there? Uh, just to do a little brief explanation. Japan um, is uh, assembling a very large floating solar panel array. Uh, Kyocera Corporation in has teamed up with, what is it? Century Tokyo Leasing Corporation <laughs> to, uh, to make this uh, large solar array. And what it's 180,000 square meters, which is a ridiculous amount of land slash water. Um, but it will power approximately 5,000 households for the year, which I guess is pretty good. Um, In general, solar panels are sort of calibrated to be around 77 degrees in operation, and there is a linear drop-off of um, efficiency, about half a percent for every one degree Celsius that the panels rise. So what they achieve by putting this in water is basically greater efficiency. So if you can cool the panels without using extra energy from fans or some other, you know, uh, circulating, uh, not like air conditioners, but um, use the natural cooling properties of the water, it can actually boost the efficiency of the panels 10 to 25%. Um, which is pretty impressive. So ideally, like if we're, if we ever aim to make the world solar powered, which I don't think it ever truly will be, you would think lower temperature, heavy sunlight, put everything at the poles, you know, in Antarctica and Alaska and the North pole and everything. Unfortunately, due to their orientation for half the year, they don't get much sunlight, you know, for a sizable portion of the time. Um, so really maybe like Canada would have a good, uh, solar industry or Chile or somewhere in, you know, South America. Um, the seas, huh? Got it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All the sea countries. Seas get degrees. Um, so there, there's a, a couple pretty good links in the show notes. I kind of rushed through it, but I'd find it interesting how you can use something simple, just like putting the solar panel on water and the shade from the solar panel keeps the water cool. Also helps prevent some evaporation and the water cools the panels. It's just, it seems like a very efficient system, which is something Mm. I like. Nice. Nice. So that's all I had. Um, all right. I'm going to go ahead and just jump right into what I have here. I just have a couple of things. Um, 
There's an article in the show notes here that talks about the a student working at the University of California is a, a doctoral student. Her name is Maya Lee Tai. She was uh, doing some experiments, and so it turns out there's a problem with um, with batteries. So in all the batteries that we use, like, for instance, in our cell phones, our laptops, lithium-ion batteries, they have wires in them that can only uh, take so many cycles of of electricity going through them, and eventually they'll just fail. So, uh, normally it only lasts, you know, so many cycles, let's say a thousand cycles or 2000 cycles. If, if they, what they've done, they dis they discovered that if they coat everything in this, uh, this electrolyte gel, instead of this liquid that they've been using, if they use this gel, then the life of these, they're, the wires are so tiny though, they call them nanowires, they last up to 200,000 times, maybe more, um, 200,000 cycles. So this basically means instead of your laptop battery or the battery in your iPhone or your Android phone or whatever, dying, you know, after a year or two, you got to get a new one, it could last five years, ten years. You know, this doesn't actually increase the amount of charge that you can hold in the battery, but it means the battery wouldn't fail after, you know, it would basically never fail, or probably your phone would fail long before the battery ever did. So I wonder if this ha would ever have some unintended negative effect, like causing cell phone companies... Uh, manufacturers and laptop manufacturers to actually decrease the size of their battery and make it so, you know, the battery life is only four hours so they can pack in more horsepower, but the batteries themselves will last longer. So, so they'll boast about that, but ultimately do something shitty. Well, no, they'll probably make it so. Well, the they probably won't lasts. do this and just have it the way it is so that you still have to buy a new battery from them. Yeah, yeah the, the, it's probably like, not meant for NASA electronics. Maybe yeah, it's meant I mean, for NASA or something. No, they'll they'll probably just make it so. Well, know, no, it could make be, a small shitty battery. They could do this in everyday batteries. They're just, yeah. you know, no, will they? Is the question? No, they're going to make a small shitty battery and charge you double price for a large bigger battery. And every company will have because I mean there used to be a time when you could go in a store and buy a bigger battery, and now we don't even see the batteries, so our phones are not accessible. But maybe they'll make it. They'll go back to the days when you could replace the batteries, and you'll have to go buy a fat battery. I mean, Michael's the king of fat batteries. I am. So that's correct. Maybe they'll go back to those days. You know, the golden days of being able to rack up the cost of, you know, whatever. I can replace the battery on my phone. What do you have? Galaxy S5. Oh yeah, my. Oh yeah, I guess I can. Yeah, I can replace battery on mine too. What am I talking about? Yeah. Also, I'd like to interject that uh, Brondo's got electrolytes. There you go. Aha, uh -huh, there you go, folks. Um, yeah, so kind of interesting. You got anything um, else, Mike? You have another I, one? I just like the fact that, that battery technology is moving forward, even though 
it's not moving forward where I want to go with it, where, you know, the batteries actually last longer, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's been, that's definitely been the the portion of modern we'll technology that's been severely lagging behind everything else. Yeah. Yes, it is. We need fusion plants, uh, fusion, mini fusion power plants. I thought I remember hearing on a podcast, but this is years ago, where they were talking about some capacitor technology that would, they were talking about, oh, it could be used like a battery and it would last a lot longer and blah, blah, blah. But I never heard anything about it ever again, so. To be fair. Who knows? Specifically, like, laptop batteries, they do last for a long time if you don't do much and if they, they're built around a very low-power processor. So if you buy, like, a netbook or something, which you can't really do much on other than open a couple web pages or something, you might get, like, 11 hours of battery life or 12 hours, which is pretty good. But unfortunately, when you use a like a, a mobile workstation or something where you do actually do stuff, you get like an hour of battery. Mm-hmm. So it's unfortunate. I mean, they, the whole fucking computer world is wrecked right now. They need to find a sweet spot between laptop and desktop. You know, something that's mobile, but you don't have to worry. Because like, okay, I mean, and obviously maybe these new batteries will fix this problem. But in my job... People destroy their laptops. I mean, we replace we replace more laptop batteries in a month than, or not, I'll, say, I'll say in six months than laptops we purchased in six months. Because people just most people they give everybody laptops and most people never take them anywhere. They just sit on the dock station and are collecting a charge and getting destroyed. You know, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what the stuff. yeah I'm not sure what the what the the science is on that or what the well, consensus is. Actually, a guy at my job was a battery engineer, and he explained it to me, awesome. and it turns out I'm completely wrong about everything I thought about batteries. So basically, I thought if you leave a battery on the docking station all the time and you're constantly charging it, that will destroy it. But the reality is that what happens is it's the combination of those two things. So leaving the battery on the docking station all the time and then taking it, taking it off and then letting it run without the battery being charged for a while and leaving it dead. You know, so if you take your bat, if you take your take your computer and take it home and let it run for a little while and charge it and just have regular use cycle where you kind of alternate, then that's the best possible opportunity, best possible situation. But if you leave it on the documentation for a long time, take it off, let it run down, you basically murder the battery dead, you know, and that's what happens in most offices. So they have to find like. Either they have to use do BOD, bring your own device where people can use tablets as thin clients to connect to their desktops, or they have to figure out some kind of happy medium, to, or maybe not. Maybe just say we don't care. The hardware is not that expensive. Let's not address the problem at all, which is what they're doing now. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Hmm. All right. The only other thing I had was um, I actually uh, something in Wired they were talking about. There used to be. Uh, part of Congress, there used to be, they used to have an office called the Office of Technology Assessment. And this office got, uh, it got axed about, uh, about 20 years ago, um, in a round of budget cuts. And what this office did was they had a panel of independent people there who understood technology and would research stuff and be able to explain it to any of the members of Congress that needed it explained to them. And basically this just got axed in a, in a round of budget cuts in the, in the nineties. 
something that is super vital right now. So yeah, this is very very important. Now maybe maybe this kind of thing will fix itself eventually. You know, as <laughs> you know, as people yeah, die when, and you yeah, know when they die, people, <laughs> yeah, younger yeah. people get elected. You know, or people from uh, newer generations get elected. No, but it will uh, always Congress. be a problem. It will be always be a problem because it's human nature to be rigid about something you like. Like you know, it's like us talking about eugenics. You know what I mean? We're like, oh well, you know, maybe it'll we're, solve we're, itself. People will die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People will die. No, that to me, people need to learn to be more flexible. Like that's the problem. Oh, that's absolutely. Why, no, that's why not. it takes us like fucking twenty years to change from one design of Windows to another one because we're not flexible enough. So we need something like the whole world needs some group like of technology futurists who are like, oh, this is good because of this or this is bad because of that. You know, who can say who can have the truth? You know, like the they definitely need this in Congress. Definitely. So everyone's 900 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's um, I wonder what today's arguments would be like if that group or commission was still around. And if they had been, you know, versing members of Congress on, you know, uh, modern technology over the last 20 years. They'd probably be saying less stupid stuff, but it probably makes it mostly the same. Oh, I mean, just I, like I, this this most recent uh, act that we all talked about, that Diane Feinstein and Richard Burr yeah. proposed, the Compliance with Court Orders Act of 2016, which they didn't actually propose. It was just a, you know, a draft was that a was draft. going around. Yeah, but um, you know, like something like that probably would not have <laughs> would not have happened. Yeah, they'd be like, "What are you doing, <clears throat> dummy?" Yeah, because it's just, I mean, it's silly, you know. And apparently, I've just I was reading this article that it's in the show notes. They say uh, issues. I'm just going to quote here. It says decisions about these technical issues are being handled by luddite lawmakers who sometimes boast about not owning a cell phone or never having sent an email. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. So these absolutely. are the people making the damn laws. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the worst you thing is... You know what, James? Maybe your eugenics program isn't a bad idea. Well, no, but, you know, here's, here's, here's the problem. The sad thing is... The Walmart people most, are voting these people in. Most, and uh, well, there you go. So. Well, no, yeah, most people don't realize... <laughs> The effect that putting like a 70-year-old person into decision-making status in a technology world will have. Like most people don't understand. Like that's why it's important to have someone like – you know, and I'm not saying pick a side or whatever, but like that's why Barack Obama was the most technology-friendly president as far as like – Drone strikes <laughs> yeah. and and WhiteHouse.gov and uh, let's use this petition system on the WhiteHouse.gov website. I mean, because there's a whole different th thought process as to like how he leveraged technology in his in his campaign <clears throat> and how he used it during his presidency than someone like um uh Diane, Diane Feinstein. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean it's it's just a whole different mindset. Like I, you know. I don't know. Whatever. We can talk about that forever. Anyway. I'll just – to make one more comparison, I think if you – you know, to have people making laws about technology that they have zero experience with and pretty much ultimate authority to enforce is like putting someone who has never ridden in a car or driven a car in charge of, you know, driverless 
car development. What the fuck are you thinking? That probably already exists. Pro- that exact thing is probably happening. Those people yeah. are in charge of making the laws for that. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, it's, it's happening. Well, that is they're experienced in making laws. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, here's the thing, right? That's Would about you, it. There's no other place in your life. You know, if we go down this road of politic, political shenanigans, there's no other place in your life where you'd be like, I need a lawyer. You know, mm-hmm. only two, only two places. You're in jail and about to get fucked in the ass or a politician and why politicians are associated with lawyers and why we think a lawyer should be a politician. We have no idea because to me, a lawyer, for the most part, is someone whose whole job is to manipulate laws into getting their point across. It's funny. I was just talking about this with someone at work. I was saying, aren't aren't pretty much all politicians lawyers? Yeah, they are. Yeah, most Although of them. apparently that's less and less true these days. Um, we looked up the statistics, but good. But it's still a fair amount. Was it more construction workers, construction worker politicians now? More union bosses. Get the fuck out of here. Thirty nine percent are lawyers, <laughs> and the rest are a mixed bag, right? There's no majority of the rest. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I so don't know what the means, rest are. Yeah, there's doctors. That means, there's this, there's that. There's that more. means the rest are probably. That means the majority is is lawyers. 39% is a huge amount. No, Dude, okay. I just remembered this. It's so ridiculous. I don't remember the guy's name, but a a representative or congressman from, God, I want to say somewhere on the East Coast. I'll just say Delaware for, for no reason. Was so dumb that he was worried about the uh, military base on Guam. He didn't know how islands work, so he was oh. worried that uh, putting the base and so much equipment and personnel on one side would tip the island over. Jesus Christ. 100% not joking. Where the hell did you see this? I, I will try and find a link. I saw it like last week. I could not believe it. And this person was in Congress. Well, like I said, James, Evan, I'm all for your, your eugenics program now. <laughs> okay. That'll be my uh, my platform for president in 2020. We'll see how well it goes. Bill hey, Burr you, you and, and his uh, 85% human elimination. Congressman Hank Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Congressman who? Hank Johnson. That's who, who said it or thought that? Yeah. yeah. From where? He said in 2010. Hopefully, he's not a congressman anymore. Um, was it Georgia? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Hank so, Johnson anyways, on House.gov. Well, he's there. Yeah. Probably serving Georgia's fourth congressional district. Jesus Christ! Wonderful. So, and the thing is, we're like, yeah, that's okay. Like, like you just said, you, we just talked about this before beforehand. There's a state where freaking sex toys are illegal. <laughs> like, how does that even make sense? It's like, of all the things you'd pass a law on, you'd waste fucking legislative time to pass a law about sex toys. Yeah. You know? And so much money, I'm sure. Yeah. Anti-Obscenity Enforcement Act in Alabama. Of course. It criminalizes the sale of sex toys. And you so know when this was passed? 1998. Yeah. What does that tell you about America? Jesus Christ. It tells me that we need to draw a horizontal line from coast to coast and cut off the bottom half. 
It shows me that this is a, uh, a you know, a great place where states have their own rights. <laughs> yeah. It shows states have their own rights, which is a uh, one of the founding things of this country. <laughs> and thankfully, you have the right not to live in a ridiculous state if you so choose. Yep. Yeah, I guess. Um. Okay. Let's let's let's. Uh... Where do you live, Evan? Oh no, it's not Alabama. <laughs> okay. No. It's like no, 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 no. No, Tennessee is not quite that bad. Almost. Yeah, almost. You Runner know, up. Um, Evan was telling me about Tennessee, how uh, they've eliminated the uh, need for, um, what was it, Evan? For, uh, they've eliminated um, emissions testing. Oh, yeah. So, James, yeah, you know, we have, to, we have to take our car to get emissions tested every couple of years? Yeah. yeah, that's not a thing anymore in Tennessee. It was. Until recently, and and it is and, no and and riddle me this, Michael: Is that a good thing? Answer honestly and use your brain. I don't think it's a good thing. But. No, it's not a good thing. It's like the it's like it's like um and nobody ever watches. I'm the only person who watches this show. I don't know why, but I am. Uh, last week tonight, he talks about last week he talked about Guam, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Why is Guam and why is Guam in fin- this financial trouble that is that it's in like the level of Italy and uh Greece? and Greece." Because for some reason, someone passed a law like in the 90s and excluded Guam from the law. Guam was part of the law, then they excluded them. So now Guam, Guam can't get whatever it needs to get to be safe. You know, and that that happened in such a ridiculous series of events that it's almost like a conspiracy, you know, to like destroy Guam, to destroy not Guam. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Puerto Rico. OK, like it's so ridiculous that of what happened. And who knows why they passed those laws? Who knows? You know, it doesn't even make any sense to me. They hate brown you know? people? I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I think people are fucking stupid. And they're like, oh, whatever. Like, no one has any foresight. You know, they pass this law. Dude, in What's fucking the law? 20 years. What are you talking about? What's the law? I can't think of it, dude. I, I'd have to watch the whole video again. I don't remember what it was. Um, but they passed, basically, it was protections from financial ruin, essentially. And every other state and province and you know, the Marshall Islands. I mean, all these little weird things we own are protected, except for, for some reason, Puerto Rico, which was a part of it, became excluded somehow. And no one, there's no record as to why. Of course, the person who introduced the law was, give me a fucking brrr, Strom Thurmond, known racist and piece of shit. So <laughs> maybe that's why. I don't know. There's no record of it anywhere, and no one could find a record as to why Puerto Rico was excluded. Um, it's been redacted. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But it's it's like dumb shit like that. Like, I, I'm, I believe in states' laws. I believe states should have the right to pick and choose whatever, you know? Uh, but, dude, certain things have to be like common sense. Like, fucking a, a common sense, not a ridiculous... Um, law that protects people from emissions emissions law should be something that exists it's something we should do you should not i guarantee you they just said no we don't want this anymore because everyone hates it and some congressman said i'm gonna put this on the law because this will be a this is like low-hanging fruit this will get me back in office he put on maybe it was too expensive to run dude come on that's not why they did they they already don't have state income tax (laughs) yeah so they just eliminated another revenue stream (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh, James, do you want to know what the um, safety inspection was that I had to do to get my 
car registered. What? Um, headlights, brake lights, windshield wipers, turn signals, emergency brake. Yeah. That's it. It surprised me. Did you know in Montana, I think it's Montana, you can, if you are in the military, you automatically get a driver's license. You don't have to take a test. Awesome. Yeah. Perfectly qualified. Yep. Basically. And look, hey, I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying there's states out there that do all kind of Wild West shit, which doesn't make sense. Like, there should be some sameness, some some homogeny across the board. Ooh. Yeah, it's a 40. Don't hurt yourself there, there, James. Yeah, I know. My fucking <laughs> temporal lobe's aching right now. <laughs> anyway, let's 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 go on, man, because we could get into this. So this is a politic, another politic rabbit hole that we could fall right down and never come out of. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let me jump through these things I got up here real quick. So um, we talked about the Revolve Hub uh, for uh, home automation, uh, like kind of a central device that managed everything uh, of your of your uh, smart home type stuff, uh, your Internet of Things type stuff. So Google bought that company, shut them down. Um, they have they do they already make a thing called OnHub. And now it has connected itself with they're allowing it to use IFTT, which this is one thing, you know, the same thing I talked about with Microsoft, what Microsoft used to do and understands to some point, which is like permeate and exterminate. This is the same thing Google's doing here. They understand if they want to connect with these other things, if they want to, like, make a platform for connection that everyone will have to be like, I can't resist using this because this is the most connected device there is. When they look at the comparison charts, they're going to see the OnHub connects with everything. So the OnHub, their OnHub device now connects with IFTT, if this, then that. It's a website. It's free to use. I am an avid user of it. I absolutely love it. That's why it's on the rundown. Um Basically, I've been using it to do stuff like when I take a picture of Instagram, it posts it to my Facebook page automatically. When I do stuff on my Facebook uh, fan page for my other podcast that I used to do, then it automatically puts saves the saves the information and archives it in my Google Drive or whatever. You know, there's all kinds of things it can do though. You can make it so I IFTT can do stuff like when I go home and I hit this light switch, it does this other thing, this internet enabled thing, send my husband an email saying I'm home or whatever. So or it takes a picture of the front door with my camera from this other brand company. So IFTT IFTT does all kinds of things. People are saying people are calling it IFT and I want to fucking slit their throats. IFTT, <laughs> not NEC, NEC. <laughs> okay, we could go on forever with these fucking incompetents at their Walmart shopping stores saying IFT. Anyway, so IFTT is now working with OnHub, and OnHub connects to a bunch of other things, and it's going. it wants to manage all your Internet of Things tools. Very cool, I think. Um, Maybe the kook side of uh, Michael would be pretty scared about this. I don't think it's a problem. I use IFTT. I like it. Uh, I enjoy it. It's it's basically yeah, it's fire fun. and forget. You set it up and you never have to look at it again. It's it's awesome. No kook thing. Um, you don't have to use it. Yeah, and you and you can make your own recipes. So you make your you build your own recipes to do this and that. And actually, there, I think there's a video in the link here that I have added that where they challenge these two guys to connect a bunch of things together randomly a bunch of they give them a bunch of random stuff and they say okay use IFTT to make this recipe so at one point the guy made it so that whenever my brother gets onto the onhub network when he ever comes to the house i want you to fire i want you to turn on this switch 
and the switch is hooked up to a leaf blower, which is filled with ping pong balls, and I want to blast him in the face with ping pong balls. So <laughs> it's like this ridiculous thing, but they just kind of did it to prove that, hey, I can reach out and touch you over the internet, which I think is kind of cool. Like, I think that's where the internet needs to go. It needs to become a thing that can ultimately be useful by integrating our digital lives with our real lives. And that's uh, this is the beginning of that, and I think that's very interesting. Um, anybody, anything, anything, questions, comments? That's hilarious and awesome. Yeah, pretty self-explanatory. Um, okay, so next up, uh, this is a really dumb thing, and I'll skip skip this other one. Um, okay, uh, so um, someone, excuse me, um, some guy did something really cool with his Apple Watch and finally made it useful. Um, he installed Windows 95 on it. Um, <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, Someone actually, finally did something cool with it, huh, James? Yeah, finally. Finally did something cool. Finally right. put a stable OS on it that actually is useful. Oh, um, shots, <laughs> oh yeah. shots fired. I forgot <laughs> Windows 95 was known for its stability and usefulness. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So um, at any rate, it's still very cool. You really can't use it because of Apple has locked down touch with only the apps that the iWatch app uh, app kit, app development kit will allow. So you can't do anything with it except for look at it. It's pretty cool, I think. It's interesting. Just that a is, fun thing I put in there. Cool. That is yeah. Cool. So um, that's awesome. not practical, but it's just a fun little thing. So that's in the show notes for you guys to check out. Um, and then the last thing I think is kind of a kind of interesting and whatever you know we we've yet to see how it's going to all turn out. Um, a dead body, <laughs> a dead body was found at One Infinite Loop. If you guys don't know where One Infinite Loop is, it is uh, the home Apple's. of Apple's main campus. Yeah. So Apple HQ. Yeah, Apple headquarters. So if you if you uh, the the dead body was found on I think Monday or something like that Monday or Sunday. It's in the article. I read it last week, so I don't remember. But check it out yourselves. Um, it's in the article though. But yeah, they found the dead body in the conference room with a gun next to it. Uh, they're saying there was a few mixed reports saying a woman security brought a woman out of the out of the building with a, a gunshot wound to the head. So I'm thinking this is just my supposition. What's happened was the guy shot himself and the woman was hit by the bullet or hit by another bullet or hit or maybe whatever. I don't know. They didn't say they ever made any arrests. They're saying it's a suicide, but they're not done with the case. They have not mentioned the woman again except to say that a woman left the building when this all went down with a gunshot wound to the head. Um, They don't say how she got it. And they don't say the two things are tied together, but I'm pretty sure that nobody at One Infinite Loop has issued a firearm when they go in except for the security guard. So she probably was hit by a ricochet or by this guy, but they have not said anything about it yet. So we're, we're going to keep an eye on that. I'll keep posting new information about it um, as far as that's concerned. Pretty interesting, though. Uh, and like I said, that's still open. More to come on that. Hmm. Well, all right. Very good. Does anyone uh, else have anything they would like to add before we wrap this thing up? Um, Going no. once. Bueller. Oh, uh, Bueller. well, this is totally unrelated, but I'll just say this real quick. Um, what's, uh, you know, obviously the primaries are shaping up. <laughs> it looks like we may have a... Uh, shaping up, huh? Well, they're shaping into something. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're shaping into an aggressive turd. He's, and ag- there we go. <laughs> an aggressive, an aggressive uh, bout of dysentery. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll vote. I I will vote. Yes, I, I, I will, will vote, vote. But but it will be for, and I have no problem saying this. And it's funny, my girlfriend, she's from. Uh, another country and so she thinks the right to vote is a huge deal and it is a huge deal there's no doubt about that um but and i explained to her that the right to not vote is also a huge deal yeah the right to do nothing is what america's all about you're about all about the uh american apathy party or whatever well no but i'm about the i'm about the core thing of america's the, the core belief of america's freedom you know, and it's the freedom to do nothing. Freedom, or the freedom, 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 oi. Freedom, 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 oi. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Or the freedom to say, eh, get fucked. You know what I mean? So that's America in a nutshell right there. So at any rate, I'm going to vote. I'm going to probably like write in Donald Duck or something like that or fucking uh, Crispin Glover or Donald Glover. Or... I'm a fan of Crispin and Donald Glover. Not yeah. related. Um I would see either Glover there, no problem. Yeah, Glover and Glover. I yeah. like Danny Ruling Glover the White myself, House but... with absolute authority. Danny Glover is also good. I'll take Danny Glover. He can be Secretary of State. He sure can. Uh, Evan, you said you will vote. Does that mean the primaries have not hit your state yet? Uh, I think early voting has happened. And perhaps I am completely... Uh, uneducated on the system, but I do believe I can vote on election day or thereabouts. Well, you are in Tennessee, so you probably won't know anything about voting. Yeah, that's correct. Or the process. <laughs> that was like question number one moving down here. It's like, do you elect? Question mark? Exclamation point. Yes, no. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I voted in the primary. and uh, you Did know. you win? I was not not chosen to run, so I guess not. Um, There's always next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, eugenics 2020. You can be my uh, VP. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I was not. I was not impressed. You know, I was not pleased uh, with the outcome of uh, the state of Maryland here. But um, it was yeah. to be expected, though. I think. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um, this whole delegate, super delegate kind of thing we got going on here, not cool. I don't like it. Um, it's bullshit. Yeah. I'm going to put a video in the post on our website. Um, someone linked it to me earlier this week, just, um, describing the alternative vote or alternate vote. I think it's alternative vote. Uh, I don't know if that's possible in our system or if it was just a general explanation, but, um, it's pretty, it makes a lot more sense than just voting for one person. So it's very interesting watch. I think it's about four minutes long or so. Well, yeah, I think, uh, the whole system is broken and it's a big fat mess and everything about it is just wrecked. The whole super delegates, delegates, electoral college, Mm. you know, um, it's, it's not, the thing is the whole system was designed for a populace where more than – greater than 75 percent of the populace didn't vote and couldn't vote and couldn't get to a place to vote. So 
but we aren't in that world anymore. We haven't been for many, many, many years. So now everyone can vote and we have the internet and Facebook and Twitter and the phone and mail. And like, there's plenty of ways to get your, to get the vote out if they made the systems for us to do it. So people can vote. There's no reason to have all these other kind of third party entities that have to slip between the populace and like a popular vote will totally work. Um, and I think like there's many more than one case right now we've seen where a popular vote Bernie Sanders would have won the Democratic you know uh, nomination in that in whatever state that happened in I think I want to say Indiana was one or something like that or I don't know what state but I think it was Indiana and another state where he could have won the popular vote but the delegates won it like he won the popular vote and the he he lost the delegate vote which doesn't make sense because to me delegates like they're Entities that are part of the process, which means they're part of the brokenness, mm-hmm. you know, because it's you have people who is their job to be a delegate or not their job, but they're part of their life is being this delicate character, which means they are going to be courted directly by other people who are also in that industry, you know, so they're not they're not safe from being uncorruptible. And it's just a broken system, man. It's very frustrating to me and it has nothing to do with this podcast, but it's almost heartbreaking that, you know, we have basically probably come, come, come up. I'm going to call it politicians day because that's what it is. It's not election day. It's politicians <laughs> day. It's their holiday. Come politicians day. We're going to fucking have, we're going to be looking down the barrel of a gun of two really bad decisions, you know, and people said evil or less evil. And that's not even a fair choice. It's more like evil and stupid, you know, evil and dangerously incompetent. That's the choices. You know, neither of them are good ones. So I don't know. I heard um, someone say probably about a month or two months ago that people are so fed up with the quote unquote system that they're willing to drop a nuclear bomb in the middle of it just to see what happens. I think that's the case. I, I totally agree with that. That yeah. thought. Which is the thing very is, unfortunate. Yeah, but the thing is the people who are willing to do that are people who have no idea how the system works. I agree. (laughs) And they have no, they're like, they're doing it because of this misconception of fed upness, which they're fed up. They're fed up at a guy who actually was a pretty good president, you know, but you know, they're, they're fed up for a lot of reasons. Some of them we can say, and some we can't say. So, and this is misconception, whatever they're fed up. So, but they're fed up for stupid reasons. I I mean, come on, please. If people were fed up, Dude, you know how many fucking presidents would have been carried out of here and freaking with freaking their heads on a pike <laughs> if if people were really fed up? There's more than Obama's barely scratched the surface of a fucked up asshole president, you know? Yeah. So whatever. I mean, that's neither here nor there. It's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. But uh, yeah, that's what people are doing. And they don't even know it's a nuclear bomb like because they have no concept. It's like and, and I hate to say it, but this is the one reason why the Electoral College should exist. <laughs> Yeah, to, let, to prevent to keep, a disaster. To keep, to keep assholes and incompetence from doing whatever they want. But the sad thing is, our whole system is designed to let assholes and incompetence get in front of it. Well, you know? Our, I'll, I'll say this. Um, our country seems to be very divided. And it seems to be... And I don't know if it's only because these are the choices we're given. But... It seems to me it's like everyone's either this or it's that, and that's it, you know? And and the differences are, to me, so ridiculous. It's it's insane. Yeah, they're dumb. You know? 
like it's either okay you want you want someone who's like <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what what these people really stand for except like you know it's like basically it's all been summarized in my mind as all right crazy crazy person or not so crazy person you know <laughs> like 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 Donald Trump is a crazy person you know I mean yeah or he's not a crazy person but no he's crazy maybe he's crazy I don't know you know a hundred percent crazy and unqualified so why no. do, why do people want him I mean but like he, you said they're they're tired of the same old thing right so well, I think him. I think and I think that's I think that's an undersimplification, <laughs> not an over. I think it's an under. I think the problem is I think people want to fucking and I'll be completely honest with you for every part of me that I know is a good person who's like, yeah, you know, I want to do the right thing for the greater good. There's a part of me that's like, I want to watch the world burn, you know, and I think every person has that in them. And I think most people are at a point where they're like. I don't really care what happens because it doesn't affect me directly anyway. Let's throw this fucking fucking golf ball into the fucking fruit punch bowl and see what happens. You know, they don't even care. Like, they're not even thinking it's a nuke. They're not thinking that. They're just thinking, whatever, let's throw this fucking shit in here. Who fuck cares? Fuck it. You know what I mean? Because they're not directly affected by the White House unless the media tells them they're being directly affected by it. And even then they never felt it. They just know because they, they want to be angry about something. And we built an entire two party system where both parties have, it's, it's really weird. Like, like Michael just said, it's very strange. Like a perfect example. I am a gun nut. I love guns. I love the first, the second amendment. I love the first amendment. I think those two things are great. Okay. I also believe in personal freedom, which you would think is a very conservative standpoint right like conservatives bring in personal freedom i want to do what i want to do on my land i want to do what i, I want the government can't get in my way at the same time though conservatives will be the first one to say no you're not allowed to have an abortion with your body I'll say oh no two dudes you want to marry each other it's my business now it's my business now i want to get involved you are not allowed to do that guess what dude this is america who gives a fuck i say it's not the state's choice. It's not the fucking federal government's choice. If a church, if they can find a church that says, yeah, you two can fuck and we're going to marry you and it's cool. Fine. Good enough, man. You know, like marriage is like a fucking system we built for some bullshit reason. Anyway, it doesn't, it's not even real. It's like evil. It's not even a real thing. But here we are. We built this entire system around this fucking other system. And we're like, yeah, now it's real to us. So, the whole thing is bullshit, man. <laughs> All the arguments are bullshit. Like, fucking some conservatives are fucking believe in socialist values. Like, like I can't afford to take care of... I can't afford to fucking get my kids health care. I thank God for Obamacare. But at the same time, Mexicans are rapists. You can't have an abortion and you can't be gay. Gay is wrong and you can't get married. Because that's now my business for some reason. But yes, I do want the health care. Because, you know, the thing is, you can't have two-party system. You can't. There, there has to be like a... There should just eliminate the two parties, period. It's horrible. The whole system's fucking horrible. There's a, there's a, there's a thing, and I promise I'll be done with my fucking tirade after this. There's a thing on last week tonight, two weeks ago, he talks about it. He talks about... And it's, on, it's only on a YouTube page. You can go see just this. It's like 17 minutes long. It's long. But it's very educational. You learn a lot. Um, but you he talks put it in about the show notes when you're. I will. I'll find a link. Put in the show notes. All right. Um, but basically, he talks about um, the 
the the system that politicians have to go through to get elected because they're not allowed to make actual phone calls from the from, from the, like uh, the White House or something from, like that. Yeah, they're not from a government office. Right. Yeah, so what that. they do is or yeah, a government so, cell phone or anything else. Yeah. So they have to go to some other place and they sit in this cubicle with this minder who sits behind them and he's like, "Okay, here's how many donation calls you have to make today." So basically, you have elected officials who who should be spending time learning how to do things, learning what this technology is about, learning why this bill is important, talking to the people who they voted them in office, finding out how to pass these bills the right way. Instead, they're spending 25, 35, 33 percent of their time on the phone trying to get donations for a fucking another Senate race. It's crazy, man. Like, it doesn't make sense. And the thing is, that system itself is an illusory, non-real one. You know, they probably don't actually have to do that. If you're an incumbent congressman, you know, with like $20,000, that's probably more than enough to seed your state with signs and go on your own dime and fucking say, hey, I'm Congressman Dick Long and I'm here to fuck you and your wife in the ass for the next four years. Like that's, you know, that's all they have to do. It's not that hard. They don't need to do TV ads and they like all that should be eliminated. Like they should not have TV ads. Like your budget should not be in the millions of dollars. What country it is, but um, in some country this the the state you know quote unquote you know meaning the country pays for that stuff for the for the people who are running well they should they you know should be so free. so they don't well that's what i'm saying yeah it's it's essentially free or you know an expense at the government you know so it's not like oh the person with the most money wins no it doesn't matter you know yeah you're all the same you know exactly it, to me it should be like public television like as far as that's concerned and the mm-hmm. debates like the debates should not be like oh well you're the highest poll numbers okay we should hear everybody's side because you know what if Evan has a good point of view I maybe I want to hear it but if he's too small and he hasn't reached enough people because he just isn't a fucking marketing genius which you shouldn't have to be to be a politician I should hear his voice you know but now people don't know how to find like like Kasich for some reason Kasich's still in this race and I don't know why <laughs> Like, he doesn't even know why. Probably because the, the the Republicans are like, just do whatever you can. We got to get rid of Trump. You know, yeah. Ted Cruz is our guy. Kasich, we want you to stay in just to keep fighting, you know, but we just want to we want to steal votes from fucking Trump, you know, but it's bullshit. Like, why is he even here? But we haven't heard anything he said. He's a fucking silent partner in all this. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll just say one other thing for from my perspective. Um Trump has zero experience, zero actual insight on some of the more important things like foreign policy, completely clueless. Um, If and when he gets into the office of president of the United States, it will do one of two things. Either show how little power the president actually has or he'll start passing executive orders and just fuck everything up. Well, I, I think I think I think you're right. I think it's either going to be a disaster, or it's going to be he'll spend four that years cool. being able to do nothing. Yeah, yeah, because no one will want to support him. And I think that's what have happened to Bernie Sanders too. Like Bernie Sanders, he's great, he's radical, he's interesting, and some of the things he wants to do, I would be totally in full support of, including paying more taxes to live in a better country. You know, I have no problem doing that. Yeah, but. He never would have fucking been able to pull any of it off if he had gotten into office. Never in a million years. 
Okay, this is our system is designed for the status quo to maintain, and that's why that's part of the reason why I think. And I'm going to jump to something else we said before in the past. Why when new people come into Congress and the old people die, I don't think it will matter because the system is designed to maintain the status quo. It's it's human nature to be, reject change in all all forms. So he wouldn't have been able to do anything. I don't think Trump will be able to do anything. His executive orders will just probably get him fucking killed. You know, I, I just don't even see how any of it's going to work. I really don't. It's going to be a total fail whale. Fucking Hillary Clinton is just a corporate fucking shill and a fucking liar and a total sketch box. I mean, Jesus fucking and Christ. A political failure. Yeah, and a political failure. People are like, oh, yeah, Hillary, go Hillary. Are you out of your mind? Dude, every single thing she's ever said she said the opposite like five years ago. Yeah. She's a mess. And every, people are like, yeah, she's great. I'm like, why? As first lady, I think she was in charge of, you know, something related to creating a, uh, a health care plan. And after so many years of, of uh, supervising, it came, it was like a 1300 page pile of garbage and like millions and millions of dollars wasted, utter failure. And as, you know, Secretary of State, she didn't really do anything astounding other than leave people on foreign soil to die and, like, say nothing about it. Yeah. So she then, is a political yeah. failure. Yeah, she she will probably situation. be president, honestly, unfortunately. Yeah, probably, yeah. Um, if well, who, would you, becomes, who would you rather have, her or Trump? Uh, if it's truly between those two. Um, probably Trump because at least I don't think he is as pro war as she is. Mm -hmm. Um, and she is so well connected that whatever she wants would basically happen. Whereas Trump, people might just dismiss him as being stupid. He might even get himself impeached. Um, and then yeah. in which case, I don't know what would happen. Yeah, but and it's not the, Hillary. Yeah, I totally agree with Evan on this. I think, and I hate to say that because I know people who like me, people who know me, are going to hear this podcast and be like, <gasps> "But honestly, I think Hillary is far more dangerous than Trump is. I think Hillary, I think Trump's going to be an ineffectual McNobody who's going to go in there and no one will support him or help him do anything, and he'll see what Obama's gone through for like the last four years where he couldn't do anything, and executive orders, he's going to try to pass them, but he won't even have the support of Republicans to make that stuff happen. So he won't be able to do stuff. Like he's All his promises, he's not going to be able to follow any of his promises up. He'll be a four-year flop, and that'll be that. And he, yeah, he might even get himself impeached. Hillary, it's going to be the status quo. It's going to be fucking more corporate money. It's going to be even worse. It's going to be fucking ridiculous. And we're going to be like, how do we get here? You know, what happened? You know? I mean, uh, Trump will make it. We'll be the laughing stocks of the fucking earth, but with Trump. But Hillary, you know, she's fucking scary, dude. She's a fucking sinister motherfucker. Yeah, and you know? basically a federal criminal. So where's yeah. what's that about? Yeah, I totally agree. Hmm. Yeah, lots of interesting things being left out of this election cycle. Yeah, but hey, you know that's you know. We could do a whole episode on the press yeah. and how bad they are. So, Yeah, we might uh, integrate that into our, our, our special episode. Some of I, th that. I thought you were going to say our charter. Yeah, our charter. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work on it. But what you listeners don't realize is we are forming a political party um, for 
eventual takeover. What? Yeah. The the party of not suck? Yes. The NSP. Right, it's called, the, the, I'm telling you, the common sense party. Because obviously no one has any. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be I'll be curious to see if next um, next election, if politicians start saving money and not not campaigning to go, you know, shake hands and kiss babies. But if they start like streaming their own press conferences on Twitch once a week or something to to take live questions and actually provide legitimate answers. They won't do that. I would do that if I was if I was a congressman. Holy shit. Yeah, I would do that 100 percent. Yeah. People be like they people would get tired of my fucking face. They're like <laughs> yeah. this asshole is doing it again. He's here to talk to us about the pins they ordered in his office today. You know? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, but the technology's there for 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 the for politicians. I'll give for I'll give Obama record. credit. Um now I've never actually watched one cuz I'm an asshole, but uh he does uh he does a weekly address that's uh I believe it's posted on YouTube. Really? If I'm not, I was not aware. That's very I'm not, good. Of him. Totally not aware of that. <laughs> I'm not mistaken. Um, Apparently, the White House needs a new PR person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, apparently they do stuff, and they don't. You know, they don't like to tell people sometimes. But um, uh, I mean, it's probably on WhiteHouse.gov somewhere, also. But uh, all right. Link in the show notes to WhiteHouse.com. Whitehouse.gov, thank you. Um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I'll definitely uh, put that in the show notes. I'll put a link to the uh, the weekly presidential address. Um, and he does a he does a a weekly radio a radio address. Supposedly, yeah, I know, but the that might be the same thing. So, okay. Definitely check that out. Apparently, whitehouse.gov slash podcast is one, one place to go. Excellent. So, I will definitely check that out. That's interesting. Yep. So anything else we want to rant about for another 20 minutes? No, I don't think there's... We'll just wrap this up? Not for me, yeah. All right, well, if oh, anyone's... Oh, I'm sorry. There is one thing I want to talk about. I'm sorry. I watched White... Batman versus Superman last night. Okay. It's crap. What do you think? Really? Yeah, it's crap. Why do you say that? Well, it was it was about Batman fighting Superman for about three minutes of the entire movie, and then it wasn't. <laughs> Excellent synopsis. Uh, I hate to say it, but you've got it. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I was like, oh, I thought the whole movie was about that, but really, it, really, it wasn't. I mean, it was kind of about that, but not really. So, yeah, and it's more just, about DC trying to catch up with with Marvel in one movie. That's what it's really about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. It. That's it. Okay. Well, if anyone's still listening after almost three hours, thank you very much. Um, we always appreciate your feedback. You can get in touch with us on Facebook or email feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. And uh, once again, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.